Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy. It's Ro. Welcome to Cloudy Chip TV. And welcome to Agree to Disagree. And we're here with my brother from another mother, Mag Gamer Inc. What up, That's Mag? Me. How Mag you Gamer doing? Incorporated. Incorporated. You gotta, you gotta, says, you gotta, I, I, I Oh man. Yo, man, this ain't murder. Ink. I don't I don't understand, right? Why well, I, I understand the ink, but I'd rather just say Mad Gamer, bro. We got Mad Gamer in the building and we actually doing some things. We doing some things. <laughs> What's up to me, Mag? What's up with you, man? How's life? How's everything? Pretty good. I'm at a a crossroad of playing all of the best games, but also going backwards. I don't like going backwards. I'm one of those guys who likes playing the new stuff, everything new, innovative, different experiences, new mm -hmm. stories and stuff. But I'm excited about talking about some things later on, about some classics, some greatness, some amazing stuff um, that's going to be coming soon also. So just check it out. We'll talk about that later. But that's something that I've been thinking about. And then I've just been running back all week playing classic games also so it's been pretty dope time gaming wise uh when it comes to that and on a personal note i'm just uh at a good place mentally and uh focus on changing things in my life i'm at the best place of true freedom um to be able to do whatever i want at this point it's, it's rare to get to that place in your life where you could just what's next let's go and uh enjoy that process so blessed yeah. and happy about that but other than that not much man getting ready for the show to, to break some things down we got the latest news we got some debates me and you about a fist fight on here there's a, you know what i mean like there's a lot <laughs> fist fights or words is that what we're doing with, with word, word 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 for word <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, man. what's up with you though not much man like i said it's just trying to recalibrate uh, my lifestyle a little bit um, you know, we always tend to get so focused on certain things and we lose sight of other things that were really important to us that kept us grounded. Um, and so, you know, good thing is that the diet is still going kind of going strong. I'm still trying to keep that because I'm getting older now. And I want to make sure that I live a healthy lifestyle. Um, and, you know, and for, and, and because I want to be there for my family, I want to be there for my wife. I want to make sure that I'm, that I'm okay. And that's one of the biggest re reasons why I quit smoking right and i quit some of the things right that i was into and don't do drugs kids don't do drugs but my thing this is, is that I, I i i i wanted to change my lifestyle i want to be able to live a, a good healthy life to be there for my family be there for my wife and then, you know once we decide to have kids we end up having them i want to make sure that i'm be able to enjoy that so trying to do the little things of course we're not perfect but at the end of the day it's like we can do the little things that matter they go a long way right um mm -hmm. so right now it's just kind of recalibrating just kind of just situating some things and getting right back into the groove of things. And like I said, we lose sight sometimes of some certain things in, in our life that are that keep us grounded, right? But yeah. at the end of it, you know, this week's been a little bit hectic, um, but we're getting through it. And, yeah. you know, and that's just... Question, though, man. You just finished up... I, I went to your stream as you were finishing up uh, Ratchet and Clank also. Oh, so, man. I have some game. About, I got. Uh, I got. I got some stuff coming out. I'm working on some stuff to kind of bring to you guys, and then and not only that, but I want to be able to give you guys my gameplays and stuff, so you guys can actually enjoy it, and you guys can watch small snippets. 
don't have to watch the whole thing, but watch some really decent snippets of uh, throughout my journey with that game, and then um, and give my and then I'll give you guys my breakdown um, of what I how I feel. I played in in the hardest difficulty at that time. Um, once you complete it, they do give you an option for challenge mode. I believe that's a harder mode. I haven't given it a shot yet, but I will um, just to give it a quick take because I'm I'm really close to platinuming the game, <laughs> and I think uh, one of my trophies is in there. <laughs> in the challenge road but as uh um but i want to go ahead and give that a shot and i and i wanted to play games a little bit more challenging just because i feel like i feel like it brings a different side of animal out of a, out of you as a gamer right and it makes you more alert it makes you more aware because you have to sit up you actually have to pay attention you have to use your brain and i'm starting to get into a place now in my life where i want to be able to be that type of gamer where I use my brain a little bit and I actually challenge myself and make things a little bit more intriguing, even though it's frustrating at times and it gets is nerve wracking because there's moments that you, sometimes you start shaking for no reason. Like, oh man, I, like I was so close. I had, I had moments like that with Ratchet and Clank being in the hardest difficulty where I was like, oh my God, like I was so close to getting that. And I'm like, I got to go. I got to do this all over again. Damn, man. But then I go and I do it and I end up realizing like I'm figuring out things as I go. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to do. I'm not going to aim for these guys. I'm going to aim for the ones over here because they keep they're the trouble makers. So then I start focusing my energy and all of a sudden it becomes a little bit easier. And I'm like, oh, oh it wasn't as bad as I thought. Maybe, you know, if I would have just thought about it sooner. But it's game is awesome man. awesome experience. And it's the first Ratchet and Clank game I actually complete 100 percent like that. Um, a lot of the other ones were really good. The one for the PlayStation 4, I would, I think I felt it was good, but it didn't feel it didn't have the same spunk like this does. And this game having the cast that it does from Doctor Nefarious being my favorite. And then you have the Emperor. The Emperor is a little bit more um his like the, his evil counterpart, but he's a lot stronger and a lot more dominant. And you can tell. <laughs> but I don't give you guys my, my whole beta. But anyways, those that cat those those two together, man, was amazing. And then you got Ratchet, you got Rivet, you got Kit. Kit's storyline was very deep in lore, and so was Rivet's. But having those two elements brings so much depth to the story. Having those cast of, of characters, and like, and I'm so amazed by it. And I'm like, I really want to see what they do with part two. If once they get into the the second version of this, because Rift Apart, if as we all know, it had different dimensions. Now that they solved that. Spoilers. Um, now I'm curious to see what, how they're gonna how they're gonna get creative with the second part. Is it still gonna be rift? Is it are they gonna have to face through dimensions again, um, or they're gonna try something different? They're gonna go a different route, and I'm curious to see how they're gonna do that. Um, so we just have to wait and see. But awesome, awesome game, and this took me a year to kind of get into it and actually get my hands and play it. Um, so it's sad that I had that in my. Uh, uh, it's sad that I had that game this whole time and did not even give it a shot, a chance to even <laughs> to even uh, experience it to its full potential. And now a year later, I have, and it's it's amazing. Oh, the, the games to me, just real quick, I'm not going to do a 10-minute monologue, but the game is one of the greatest uh, PlayStation 5 games, next-gen games in general. There's not a lot of games that I consider next-gen yet. I think there's probably a good 20 that are like top tier. Yeah. If that, and then um, that one right there is top five. 
for the ones that are released. I have to go through a list. Maybe I should make an article about that. Like the best next gen games after two years of games being out. And you go down a list and we'll see. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I will say as far as that goes, next gen, you know, you have games that actually upgrade to next gen. So they could do the 4K, they do the thing, they do the yeah. haptic feedback. Yep. 60 frames and all that so you know like Ghost of Tsushima Death Stranding they've done that and it's enhanced the experience so yeah. I can count there also but that's yeah. separate but yeah but uh, to give yeah, but, amazing. Uh, but to give you like like talking about next gen experiences and a good that you I'm happy you brought that up because I feel like with the all these uh, these scalpers scalping these consoles and, and, be, and that being the biggest craziest thing like us as gamers had to overcome within these last two years since the console's been out i think it's two two and a half now um going almost three years um that the game that the console's been out and having to deal with that you know people basically sucking dry the market when it comes to this game and it's still right now it's really hard to get your hands on one um even now so it's my whole thing is that i'm hoping that um, I'm hoping that we can get to a point where it's become more available because right now there's a lot of people probably holding on to them in their closets. I, I saw pictures. I was seeing pictures at one time, thousands sitting inside a basement, you know, stacked up to the ceiling. And it's like, this is ridiculous, man. But, you know, I guess do you, but it's not, you know, I as a, you know, um, you know, People just have to be better, right? These places that distribute these consoles have to do a better job. And I know they only they, a lot of them care about top dollar and care about just selling it, but it's like at the same time, you it's like it's do it. You can't. No, you can't. You can't. But talk about that for a second. God of War just released this week, also, which I'm going to talk about a little later. But basically, they released the pre-orders officially mm-hmm. for the collector's editions and all that stuff. And they did the same thing. People went and put it out there. You go out there. I don't know what the price is. I don't even want to know. But you go to buy it. I think in general, I think it's two hundred dollars for the collector's edition. Yeah, comes with a bunch of stuff. The hammer, sixteen-inch uh, replica of the hammer, and a whole bunch of other goodies. But these dudes are selling it for five, six hundred, a thousand dollars. Who knows? And that's a part of the issue. But also, it's a freedom of like. If I wanted to start a store and I went and bought a hundred PlayStation fives, you know, of course I'm not going to sell them for, you know, $500 extra, but I can do it if I own a store and I'm like, Hey, let me get a hundred of those. I can buy them in in packs. But what you're talking about is the scamming kind of just sleazy way to try to come up. Suck the market dry. And it's like, it's crazy to me, but like I said, I'm hoping that they'll do better on the next time they launch something. Hopefully, Nintendo, if they, you know, if they they see everything that's been happening, they take notice and say, you know what, we're gonna launch it. Because you know, think about it. Like people have to create. Like you can't, you can't buy. They had to, they had to do that with um with the Apple phones at one point. They had to figure out a way to make it. That's why the serial codes and all this stuff started happening. They started, had to figure out a way to to stop that from happening because people will go into an apple store and they'll buy 20 iphones and sell them overseas and it was getting to a point that it was sucking the market dry making it very hard for people 
to uh, to do their thing, right? So my thing is, is that right now with um, with console game, with, with uh, technology in general, never mind just consoles. People were doing that with graphic cards and stuff like that. Um, still sucking the market dry. And when it when it comes to electronics, they try to find you know you got people out there scalping all the time. Um, they have to, you know we just have they have to do better with technology and being able finding a way to like. I don't know way. I don't know way, bro. But I just I just I feel bad for pe- parents, right? That are trying to get these for their kids and trying to make someone's Christmas special, right? Or I'll make someone's you. birthday special. I feel them. And that's why it's it's tough, man. And and because you don't want to have to, you know, spend an extra five hundred dollars on a console because someone's some jerk selling it for thousand dollars and you know, when you could have got it for five hundred. But at the end of the day, like we're, I think we're slowly getting to a point where this are, this is gonna, this is kind of getting normalized, getting toned down a bit, which is nice. Um, so hopefully we get to the point where you can find them, actually find them in stores. But right now, I don't think that's the case. Every time I go into a store, they know where to be found, and I'm always looking just to be, just because I'm curious. Um, but yeah, no, you can't find them. So my thing is, is that um, when it comes to next gen, and this is why I said you, I'm glad you brought this up because. With next gen consoles being, um, you know, being out for the time that it has, I don't feel we have had that many next gen experiences, right? Ratchet and Clank has been one of the very few next gen experiences, um, and I'm saying it because of the way they use their their haptic feedbacks on their controls, um, the way that you're able to get multiple functionality from your weapons. Depending on the what, how hard you press the your triggers, right? So, um, I had to. I have a modded controller that has like um trigger. I have like paddles in the back, and I have like short triggers on them. I couldn't really use that because I had to go and use my regular normal PlayStation Five control um, to allow myself to have that haptic feedback experience too, because. When you're shooting weapons, it's like, oh, if you press it halfway, you get a shield. And if you press it all the way, you get a shot. And if, you know, if you're aiming down sight on a sniper rifle, you aim halfway on this, this ratchet and climb, by the way, it, it, it aims. But if you hold it all the way, you get a slow-mo zoom, right? So it's like, it has these, it, it brings so much more elements to the game and it, yeah. gives, you, it, make, it gives you that fresh next-gen experience that we all want and love, and Ratchet and Clank has been that, but there hasn't been many games that have done that. You know, we right, Mag well, was let me saying pause you right there. Let me pause you right there. We're gonna fact check. All right, Returnal, my fit game of the year last year, next gen experience. But as a play, Resident that was a, that was Resident Evil Village, a next gen experience. Um, uh, Spider Man Miles Morales and the remastered Spider Man also. Hitman three. In what way though? In what way though? Explain to me the Miles Morales one. Miles Morales is, has the haptic feedback. It has the the um, controllers also. I mean the mm-hmm. triggers as well. It has um, the 4K graphics, 60 frames per second. That's that's next gen. Anything with yeah. with those type of features, yeah, yeah. specifically, are next gen experiences that are extremely good. Okay. So when you're wrestling on 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 Miles Morales on a certain situation, when you're pulling with your web or something, you can feel that pull and okay. on the trigger as well. Okay. So those are the type of 
dynamics that come into play. You talk about uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. You talk about um, the upgrade that they did for the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. You talk about um, Dying Light 2. We played that. That's a next-gen 4K. Uh, Sifu, another of my, one of my favorite games. Still Game of the Year candidate, in my opinion. Horizon Forbidden West, 100%. The Game of the Year. Elden Ring, your Game of the Year. Um, Gran Turismo 7, the most beautiful graphics that I've seen in racing um, as well. And they use the haptic feedback. They got the 4K. They got all that good stuff. Um, of course, Ratchet and Clank, we talked about that. They upgraded the God of War 2018 so that it can be 4K with 60 frames. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a long list there, but those are just some of what we got. And I think I've reached over 15 in that quick rundown. I think that's it's been a couple. Good. There's been a couple. Those yeah. are all PlayStation games. Yeah, for, the, so most, for the most part, yeah. All of them. No, all of them are. You can experience them on a PlayStation for sure. Most of them are exclusives, but then some of them are... Uh, third parties you know, and all that, yeah. Third yeah, so. but because um, I think... Don't forget, my, uh, Demon Souls. I don't play that, but I did try it, and I liked it. It's so, actually so my question. So my question to you, right, is going to be, um, so what makes a, a game next gen? What are some of the elements that a game has to have to be or feel next gen, right? Because that we can debate. Because at the end of the day, you know, when I say. Uh, next gen experience. I gave you an example, right? My uh, next gen experience for me is never my graphics and loading times. It has has to be gra- has to be graphically pleasing, right? It has to be beautifully and gra- like with graphics, of course, because we're at that place now where we expect it, right? Um, because of the technology we have, and then um, and then on top of it too, we got um, loading screens. Like like a last thing I want us to be. Stuck. I remember playing the division, and I loved the game, but the loading times on that game was excruciating, bro. It was to the point I'm like, damn, like I'm just gonna put my controller on for a second, and because, and I can go use the restroom and come back, and it, like a lot of there was a lot of games that like had these really big loading times. Um, then on top of it too, then um, what's the next one? So I had, you know, loading times is a big one, right, for me. And then, on, and then it's on top of it too is um, like a PlayStation, right? PlayStation Five got their new controller, and their new controller has these beautiful vibrations and haptic feedbacks. It even has sensitivity, so the controller has sensors in it, so you can use it as a sensor as well. You have the smart pad, you have the the where the microphone is. You can blow into it. There's certain games that you blow into, and all of a sudden it's like. You know, you could turn wheels and like all these like little things that the controller can do, right? That we that a lot of developers don't utilize, but then you get some that actually take the time to um, allow themselves to do that. And Ratchet and Clank was one of them. Having those double features to have you know half trigger pulls and full trigger pulls allowed the game to be more immersive and allow them to allow it to feel more next gen. Because it utilized never mind graphics, never mind loading screens. There wasn't really any. Um, there wasn't much of any of that. And then on top of it, on top of all that, you have um, the haptic feedbacks on the control being properly utilized. So when I say um, when I sit here and say, you know what, we um, I need uh, what I what is a true next gen experience. I give Ratchet and Clank all the rewards in the world because they did a really good job with it. And I gave you my reasons, right? So what, what, tell me 
Why do you feel what makes the next gen experience? What in your what has to class of what has to fall under to make you feel like okay, this is the next gen experience, right? I can't I can't hear you, dude. Sorry. Uh, I said that you talked about a lot of the features that are next gen, where there's the the SSD to, for the speed of loading. Yep. To be able to to be able to have 60 frames or higher for every for whatever game. Uh, 4K if you want 4K or if you want 120 frames per second on the game you're playing. The the controllers specifically have a lot of features, but you know you gotta define them for what they are. This is not just um, what was I saying? The controllers uh, triggers, which are you know you got the haptic feedback with the vibrations and things like that, and then you got the triggers that are you know responsive to your experience as well. Where they actually open the door to a different like oh wow this feels really 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 good and that's where the difference is when it comes to playstation but if we're going to try to be nice and let's involve nintendo and xbox uh for xbox they have a next gen console right it's a very powerful console and if you're giving me a game i want that 4k i need that quick loading i need the quick um uh, fps also those are key yeah. But I will take it a little deeper and outside of that normal conversation of what's next gen officially stats wise, the experience we're at a point now we know what games are like you can make a game like anybody if they give them the money in a team, you can create a cool game that people will like because we know expectations. Mm -hmm. If it's a story driven game, you want great cinematics, you want the ability to make you want to progress towards something to find out what's next and how the story is going to unfold and who you have to fight or what you got to solve so that we can make that. Or we could say, hey, I want a great shooter. Let's kind of take the ideas from all these other shooters and figure out our own. And it's the next gen in the sense of this is a deeper conversation, but in the sense of the game design experience and where does it what is it doing to evolve and to be new and to be next gen? And that's where. Yeah. Uh, it's a little different compared to what you're saying. Statistically, yeah. 4K, 60 frames, uh, haptic feedback, and the triggers as well. Those are the things that we can just simply, you know, put out okay. there. It's like, oh, this is what it needs to be. Yeah. To be next time. Man, I don't. I don't. Uh, you know, I don't think that's the best way to describe it. But that's how. That's how I feel. And like a lot of these games that I was just talking about, Returnal has the immersive experience so different gameplay wise, very yeah. fast paced when you're battling all the insanity coming towards you. Returnal, if you go back to the essence, to, to explain it even better, a bullet hell game. You remember bullet hell games when you were in a spaceship and you were shooting a whole bunch of other spaceships and rockets and, and you're just going back and forth and the, it's pixelated. It's talking about Atari, I'm talking about Nintendo games. The old days yeah. those games are bullet hell type of games you know um and 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 games like contra the originals those are bullet hell running gun style games but this returnal for example is a next gen third person 3d experience of that that's a part of taking it to that next level of what i'm talking about game design wise where their core is still like we're giving you what you're used to but this is a new version next gen upgraded 
with all of those extra factual 4K, this, that, blah, blah, blah. But also on top of that, let's give you the, you know, new version of something old, you know, to create the next gen experience. That's what I feel. Yeah. No, good thoughts, man. Like I said, it's all, it's all, it's a good conversation to have, right? Because everybody, you know, especially people who are a part of the, the people who are part of the, 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 the FPS community. So first person shooters, like whether it's Apex, whether it's Call of Duty, whether it's Fortnite, whatever it is that you get into, right? Um, and when it comes to first person shooters, a lot of times people who are very into first person shooters, they prefer playing it on PC. Biggest reason is because they can still get nice graphics, but they can upgrade the crap out of their um, of the hertz coming out out of their yeah. frames per second, frames per second, and frames per second it um is very important in first person shooters because if you're able to see it first and you're able to um, capitalize on it. You're able to become more dominant in first-person shooters. And you can kind of see things a little bit better. So, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they're slowly getting to a point where they're giving us that type of um, same experience that you, someone can experience on, on a PC. They're kind of really kind of getting to that point where we're going to be able to enjoy it in that fashion. But um, I don't think we're there yet. No, we're not there, but you talk about, like, I'm paying $500. I can get 120 frames per second on games. I can get 4K. Yeah. If I was trying to do that on a PC, it's going to cost me, like, $3,000 at least or two-something yeah. to even reach it. And I'm barely going to reach that. It's like, oh, my God, I can hardly go. My computer's going to die. So you're getting the best bang for your buck in a console for, for that type of convenience. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And by the way, I wanted to address this. Uh, Cloudy's been saying this wrong, so I just want to correct it. We're doing a correction day. Uh, haptic feedback is the vibrations and all that good stuff. The adaptive triggers are what he was talking about, where they, if for those that haven't played uh, PlayStation at all, the new uh, Dual Sense, adaptive triggers are when you actually hit the button back in the day, all the other controls that exist today. Tap it and that's it. That you don't get any resistance. You don't get any vibrations. You don't get anything. Any pushback. Any pushback. Going, yeah, you don't yeah. have no pushback back at all. And it's called adaptive triggers because it adapts to the situation. If you're fighting a game and you're struggling to pull or push, you can feel it in the trigger. If you're shooting a gun, you know, and you go to reload and it, it, it uh, basically it's empty, you'll feel that type of thing. There's so many different dynamics on these games that I listed earlier on the PlayStation 5 experience mm -hmm. that it's next gen just for that alone. It's mm -hmm. like going to the movies on a 4D screen. I hated going to the movies on a 4D screen sometimes because I would get the seat and I guess I was going to a ghetto spot, but I used to go downtown Boston and it would spray in my nose because, you know, you're sitting on these seats and they're rotating. <laughs> and the, the spray <laughs> would be going in my nose and I'm on a date. You're lucky it's not fart spray, bro. And when I would hold it down... And then the person next to me is getting sprayed because I'm pushing it away because I don't want it to spray my nose. And the girl is like, oh, my God, you want to switch seat? It got so bad she wanted to switch seats with me. And I'm like, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And it was, it was so funny. And it's happened multiple times in that theater. Yeah. I was like, I ain't coming back to this joint for this. <laughs> I, love, I love 4D, but it has to be done right. An example of yeah. Cloudy, uh, I think you were with me when we were playing NBA 2K20. One or 22 when it first came out for the PlayStation 5. Yeah. 
the triggers were really badly designed. The first one. Now I it's remember, a lot easier. I remember I took it off. To, I, I, I took it off. Yeah, we it ruined the 4K experience. Um, I'm sorry, the next gen experience because it was like badly designed that you hold the trigger down and it was just a mess. And that happens mm-hmm. to some badly designed games. And no offense yeah. to 2K, they make a good basketball game. It's the best one out right now. But it's all there I is out right now. Yeah, but I wasn't. I wasn't feeling it. <laughs> okay, let, let me show. Let me be positive here. Let me talk about <laughs> what we doing? Girl, what I was saying was the triggers were a problem, and that's happens to some of these little, smaller games that are hoping to be next gen, and then they don't have the money to like really design. So little things like the adaptive triggers or the haptic feedback, like when you play a rate uh, Returnal, you can put your control down, and if you're in the rain. You can basically feel the vibration of like the rain dropping on your controller. If you hold it, you're going to really feel it. But when you just put it down, you'll see and you'll know the difference. Like, wow, this is amazing. And those are the type of experiences that I think are important. And don't worry, Xbox already said they really like the dual sense. Yeah, it's coming. So that's cool for that. And then, you know, the problem is, if you're designing a PC version of the game, you should automatically, I'm putting a pressure on these devs, put automatically design it so that if I plug in my PlayStation 5 controller or Xbox, whenever they make one, and it's like, okay, you can get the vibrations, you can get the triggers, you can get the whole next-gen experience also. It shouldn't be that they're left out because they're not using, you know, because they don't have the console or whatever. Yeah, That's just yeah. my opinion. I would design it that way and be like, all right, well, as long as you have the controller, we'll allow you on PC because PC is kind of the general public compared to like isolating it. I don't know. That's that's just a thought. We rambling about this next gen life, but there's a lot of good next gen games if you have a PlayStation 5. Yeah. So like I said. No, for sure. For sure. And like I said, in one of the next gen games we're going to, we're going to get into is uh, Elden Ring. So let's talk about it a little bit. So Elden Ring. Wait, wait, wait. Let me put my gloves on. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so me and Mag, uh, just to gotta give you guys some backstory. Me and Mag had a conversation last on la- last week's podcast, talking about. Well, we didn't. We had a disagreement. It was a disagreement. Um, talking about whether God of War would be the. <laughs> Keep talking. Will be the, will God of War will be the game of the year for uh, this year once it releases, and he agreed that it will. As much as I love God of War, I felt Elden Ring because of the impact that it has had um, will be a nominated game of the year. Um, we disagreed in, in a lot, and we both had our solid points. If you you know want to see no, how that went, no go ahead and uh, check that out on the last Everybody week's podcast, um, episode four. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody listening, you can't see this, but I put on boxing gloves on, on literally. And I'm throwing swings. I'm tired right now. I'm exhausted. I need a nap. But the point is, Cloudy Chip and me about to reopen this wound up. I felt disrespected <laughs> and disconnected last week. So I'm back for vengeance. So, no, he was saying I want him to read just a quick pointers of what you said last week. Or you can add on to I it. I can tell too. you. I can tell you. So no, 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 wait, wait. You can add on to it. I gave you a chance last week. You didn't do anything. You're, the only thing you that I can remember is that you said, by the way, I'm exhausted from that. Thanks. Um, the only thing that you said was <laughs> it's very popular and everybody was playing it. 
And, you know, I got in the atmosphere and I felt really good about it. It was really nice. Those are the only two points you made last week. It was no argument or no discussion or good points, in my opinion, other than that. I can tell you, I can tell you, I can tell you a couple. So one of the biggest things is that that game came out and it took everyone and it was unexpected, right? The game was a success, huge success for someone like me that's never. That's firm software. Firm software. so So it blew me away. Graphically, the game was amazing. There was a lot of wow, my God, like wow moments for me in that game. And the bosses to me were incredible, right? And 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 I say that because it put the game put me in so many different stages. It, it, and there was moments I was like, wow, like, and there was moments I was like, like worrying, like, am I gonna die? Or am I not gonna die? And then I was there was moments I was just creeped out. I'm like, oh my God, like things would just come out of nowhere, and I was just. And huge, either getting chased by a huge bear or a dragon. You turn the corner as a huge ass dragon, and to the point that like my skin crawled, right? And it was it, it gave me a lot of those feelings. So it was well made, and it and it was trending for a while. It, the impact that game has had is why I nominated it um, game of the year. Is why I feel will be nominated and actually win game of the year because of the impact socially that it has had. It took every the the way it, the, basically it, it was it was a huge success, and so give me your point, Mike. Before I even get into this next thing, because I have a feeling that this is gonna solidify what I'm what I've been saying this whole time. He's gonna solidify that I sent him uh, uh, information <clears throat> that it was the top selling game in the U.S. premium. And he doesn't even know the research behind that, but I'll let him I'll let him say that and then look bad after because he doesn't know the full. Storyline behind it, but if you want to try to throw that blow, I'm gonna come on swinging, bro. I got my gloves on right now, people. But listen, everybody, <laughs> yeah. seriously, seriously, on on all jokes aside, you can pick any game you want for game of the year. You can tell me that, you know, they got they're gonna, actually. I don't know if you're gonna talk about it today, but Kirby, Kirby, his name, uh, Kirby's coming out with a battle royale type of, type of game. Um, so. More power to you. Is it Battle Royale? I sent it to you. I don't remember the. I, I, the exact... I, don't, I don't remember. It's not Get here out of there. Yeah. Okay. Well, that game was uh, a Kirby, and you say that's the game of the year for you. Then more power to you. You know, next week there's a a, a cat game coming out. You say that's game of the year. Then screw you because I like dogs. But but either way, <laughs> you can feel how you feel. I have no problem with it. You can love what you love. It's your favorite game. I'm okay with that. All right. If you like pussies, cats, you know, we're PG here. If you like pussy cats, then go for it. If you like dogs like me, then you go for the dog. But I will state that we should separate, and this is where the conversation we're going to, I'm not even doing my debate. I'm just trying to educate and, and teach you how to elevate because the facts are that. Your favorite is different from the best, and we can't categorize them. So now, an example, the, the news that Cloudy's going to try to use for his so-called statement that Elden Ring has sold top-tier numbers. This is factual. I sent him that information, and it is a fully you know, stated. You can say, oh, it's one of the most popular games of 2022, or it is the most popular. It makes it the most popular doesn't make it the best. Same thing with your favorite game being Kirby versus is it the best game in the world? And this is, is best for you as far as like your favorite 
But if we want to judge it, we're sitting at a panel trying to say what is the best product right now as far as game overall. And and the and the storyline of what he's saying isn't wrong. Elden Ring is amazing with some bosses. It's amazing experience to walk around and get a creepy feel because it's a horror style game. Um, it's a it's amazing um, atmospheres and stuff. The graphics are decent, but the graphics let's let's go down the list. The graphics don't compare to Horizon Forbidden West. Never mind when God of War comes out. If you look at the graphics from Horizon and and Elden mm-hmm. Ring, Horizon is superior on all levels, from character design to the universe. Now, Horizon isn't a horror game, so you're not going to get creeped out, but you can be in awe and get scary moments of these big machines that you have to fight and go through problems. And they have a lot of boss fights. They have better overall game design and side missions and quests that they do and a, a greater cutscenes and story missions, main story missions. They have way uh, deeper lore for the background of each character that you can dive into by playing the game. There's tons of uh, amazing aspects in there that can't even be compared at the moment with Elden Ring, you know, and there's nothing Elden Ring can do about that. It already released and there's no like DLC that's going to be, oh, this made it better on that side. Now, is Elden Ring a better experience for you? Did you love it? Did you, is this your favorite? That's a preference. And there's nothing wrong with saying that's your favorite game of the year. There's nothing wrong. The conversation I'm having is best, like Best cinematics. Oh, uh, uh, Horizon right now. Uh, God of War comes out. Maybe that'll beat it. Um, best, you know, overall world design and, and landscape and all that. Horizon. Best story-driven uh, cinematics and quest. Horizon. And you go to Cloudy can't even navigate on what to do in Elden Ring at all. It's very complicated. It's not. It's not. I don't say complicated, but it's no, very. No, but the, deep. the quality of life is bad. And then people try to make it like that's the difficult part of the game. No, that's a poorly designed part of the game. The difficult part is that you get one-shotted by a boss when you walk into the wrong area. You get your ass kicked, and that's fun. And that's funny, actually. I laugh about that stuff. I love that part of the game. But there's a lot to discriminate on that side. But the argument that popularity makes the game the best, that would make Mario Kart the greatest game of all time. You know what I mean? Like, there's not a person that doesn't, this is a gamer that hasn't played and enjoyed some Mario Kart. You throw it on, you put your your, your cousin, your aunt, your grandma, ah, what am I doing? Nobody knows, but they have fun. And I, I wouldn't want to go with that argument. That's all I got to say. I'm done. I'm finished. I don't know, man. I just feel like at the end of the day, it's not, popularity is one thing, but social impact's another, right? I, like I said, I do feel it's a it's it's gonna be a close call, bro. Like it can go. I honestly can go either way. But I I think right now, as it stands, it will probably be against Elden Ring and God of War. I think those and I think those we those two points are um are valid, right? Because it's it, it can go either way. It's like um you it's not a clear winner here. Like you, I can't sit here and say God of War as much as I love the series and I said that that series, the God of War series, probably my favorite series of all time. I can't sit here and say um you know it they're a clear winner going up against the 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 monster games that have released this year. The mon- we got some really huge titles this year has been. 
and PlayStation killed it this year. That hands down, all day PlayStation has demolished um, the gaming market this year. This because we had we got um, never mind like last year we got Ratchet and Clank, and then we had when the PlayStation first got announced we got Miles Morales, and then we got the Dark Souls, and then we got all these um, upgraded versions from the PlayStation Four to the PlayStation Five. So all the Ghost of the Shima got the upgrade. We had a bunch of these really big titles that got upgrades. Then on top of all that, we end up getting um, on top of all that, we end up getting Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a huge game. We got Elden Ring. That's multi-platform, but still really well done on the PlayStation 5. You got um, Sifu, which was really well made. Another great game. You Gran got Turismo. God of War, Gran Turismo. Um, there was a lot of flack on Gran Turismo, but it's really good racing game. We haven't had a lot of good racing games in a while. Need for Speed needs to come back. There's talks about them. EA actually re coming back out with a Need for Speed, which would be nice. Um, yeah, yeah, but it's you know we haven't we, we we still have to wait for more details. But um, yeah, so then on top of that, we got God of War this year too. Then we got Forspoken coming out in February or January, February. And like, and we got. I'm mad that it came out this year, man. I was hyped we about We got, it, we got, we got then we got Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights coming out this year, too. Like, it's been, yo, it, it's just, I, yo, I'm happy to be alive right now, dude, and to be able to enjoy this because this is amazing. So happy about it. But yeah, for sure. And so much yeah, more I coming. I just want to take a moment and to give the forespoken main actress, Ella, a quick little, let's go with you, though. Let's go with you. How you doing? You know? <laughs> nah, she's so, she's so cute. But what it wasn't to me was like, I'm sorry. I just had to put that out there. So what happened was I saw the trailer. I was like, this game looks awesome. And then they did like an interview with her. And I was like, oh, I cheered for the game even more. I became like a fan of her. So I just wanted to show her some love uh, real quickly. I was like, damn. I'm like, she's actually yeah. so funny and sweet. The interview that I've seen, and I was like, she's actually dope. It's just dope. So yeah, I'm excited yeah. to see this game and then these people who are gamers that are actors and they are in movies or TV shows and mm -hmm. they're, they're pretty famous and they're deciding to come into these games and say, hey, look, you know, I want to be, a, I want to do this for real. I'm a gamer myself. And then that makes it even more special because yeah. now we get a actors you know that are being in these movies and you've seen for example neo aka keanu reeves coming out in um cyberpunk and that was a dope ass game by the way and and he's just you know top tier actor who enjoys that and there's a bunch of a bunch of them that came out but back to your point yes playstation has been killing it and they continue to kill it you know kia bridge of spirits was a game that I could remember that I really liked. There's so many. Uh, Resident Evil uh, Village, another good game. Um, PlayStation just does it well. But the thing with me, the thing with me with this um, future when it comes to gaming, for, for me, it's all about just having fun, man. Like, you know, me and Cloudy need a game more. He's been busy with uh, doing all the edits. To the point where he don't game with me no more. So I got I got to throw that out there. We need it. We need to link up and do some co-op. Shots fired. Co Shots fired. We have a co-op channel that we haven't played a co-op games basically in weeks because he's been doing a show. 
So gonna have to figure that out. Do like a, we could do a we could do a agree to disagree live stream co op type of flow. Anyway, yeah, I mean, it's a part of the brand, and we could just hang out and have arguments on stream about stuff like that. Yeah, um, like I said, one on one uh, uh, in Elden Ring. You want Elden Ring? You want Elden Ring, bro? <laughs> you give me some Elden Ring? Go at it in Elden Ring, one on one duel. This guy Whoever said, wins, "We we have we actually have gone into into some Elden Ring." Yeah, we got some videos out there. Yeah, I actually have gone into some Elden Ring, some battles. But um, like like I said, this uh, right now too. Like I want to see what they're gonna do with like um, want to see what they what they're gonna do with like co-op games. I feel like right now, um, you know, I feel like a lot of people have gone into like online multiplayer like co-op games, but we haven't had like um like an army of two um type of style game in a while. I think it takes two, and there was another one that. It takes two interactive ended up doing um, um, as well. I forget what it was. Me and Mag went through the whole game. It was a really good game, really fun game. Um, but we haven't had so many like experiences like that, and I want to see like if Gotham Knights reignites that some, somewhat. Because I feel like because I feel like, I feel like uh, with Gotham Knights bringing that and doing it in the way they're doing it, I'm hoping that it, the game does really well, right? Because I'm really excited for it. Um, I don't care and, how much it does. As long as it's a good game, it could sell yeah, exactly. Copy. No, exactly. But yeah. what I'm what I'm saying is that when I when I mean by it, if it does well, because if it does well and people are accepting of the way the multiplayer is being played and the way that it, that co op experience is, a lot of bigger develop like big developers will start to evolve some more of that, right? And kind of have games surrounded like built around that. Um, whether mm-hmm. it's you know, and I and and I feel like they can it will do well. If this does well, then we'll continue. We'll see more games come out and somewhat that type of style, which is which is nice, right? So I mean, we're uh, gonna get the Spider-Man co-op game, so we could play that. That's next year. We're gonna be playing uh, Saint Rose. It's a co-op game. That's gonna be funny. That's a crazy game. Yeah. I haven't played GTA style of game. Saint Rose is very GTA focused. Like it's yeah. just going out in the street, being a madman. It's actually pretty sick, bro. Like I'll explain it to you like this. I know you haven't probably played them. You're you can in this specific game, and they did they did a new trailer actually talking about the type of things you can do. You can be a different type of criminal, right? You can go do fraud or you can go deliver specific things, and there's different type of projects, let's just call them, <laughs> that you can do in the streets. So, you know, we come together, we're building a a mafia style of crew doing a bunch of different things together. So I think that's going to be interesting, that whole system that they have for it. Yeah. And it's a good co-op. You know me, I'll get deep into it, but then we play together. We could just go wild out and have a laugh. And I think we need that. I think we need more games where we laugh at. Sometimes we play competitively yeah. and it's just like competitive and I'm still yeah. chilling and having a good time, but you're also in a competitive mindset too. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you just need those goof off games crazy yeah. with Yep, and I feel like, and, and like I said, I feel like we're gonna slowly start getting some more of that. Um, and not only that, but like indie indie developers have stepped it up a, a, a good amount too. So indie games are becoming somewhat mini AAA experiences. So that's great, and that's exciting to look forward to too, right? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
to um like I said, and another thing too, just to kind of tie this all in. <laughs> um, like I said, another another one is to me, like GTA Six is one, but I like I want to see what they do with a, a, an actual Batman game. Um, we now I know we got Wolverine in the works, but I would love to see another Batman experience because they think that that whole series as a whole it was freaking amazing, and I would love yeah. to see how they and how they step that up a bit. And bring back an actual Batman game with the actual Batman movie that came out, and they working on the second one now. Together with that launch, having an actual Batman game experience come out that's really well made. I I, I want it. I want it. And Rocksteady does a really good job with this. So I, Gotham Knights, just so you know, the fans when they found out Batman won't be in it, they found out he's dead. That's like the first in the first trailer was like Batman's dead. The Gotham Knights have to take over. And no spoilers here. That's literally the beginning of the first trailer that they ever made. And they're like, sorry, you know, there's like, just deal with it. And maybe he's not dead and he comes out at the end like, a, hey. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's what they did. And the community went crazy. How could you not put Batman in? And I'm on yeah. the Discord for the developers. Yeah. And the community was ripping the developers apart. They were going nuts. They shut down some of the community channels. Because they were protecting that whole, yeah. you know, savagery that the internet does. And I, I'm like, I'm in the only one in there talking with them. I'm like, I love this game. This game looks amazing. I don't care if Batman's dead. Gotham is dope. There's a lot of dope villains, a yeah. lot of dope heroes. You can have a good time with it. But I don't care. Who know, but the question, this is the question, right? Who knows if he is dead, right? And I yeah. say that, and I say yeah. this, right? Because I was watching um, last night. I stood up because I wanted to put a movie. You know how that goes, right? Wife falls asleep. I stay watching. And I was watching Batman from um, Dark Knight Rises. And at the end, this game, this movie's been out for a while now. But at the end, it shows Alfred burying Bruce next to his parents. And it has his, his stone and everything. But then when he goes to Florence to go eat, um, drink his coffee and, he's at the, and eat his breakfast at the cafe... He looks over his newspaper and he sees Bruce Wayne with Catwoman, Selena Kyle, right? Um, having um, breakfast and he's happy, right? And he's in, and all this was, it ends in that way because of what Alfred had told him in the beginning, what he wanted for him and to what he one day expected to see. So who knows if Batman's really dead? Because, you know, because they everybody thinks he's dead because he got buried next to his parents. But in reality, he's in Florence having tea and drinking and living a life with Selena Kyle. Maybe he just needed to get away. But when Batman needs him again, he will resurrect from the ashes and will be the next movie. Right. And I'm, I'm, my thing is, is that that would be the next movie. And then that could probably be the next game. And then Robin was introduced. And we didn't even get a sequel to that. And I heard rumors there might actually be another Batman movie with Christian Bale coming out. And and right, that let's, let's rewind these conversations. But anyway, so that, that but that's two why Batman movies in the works. The the sequel to the new Batman movie and another Batman movie that had nothing to do with that. That I can't yeah. even uh, say any more thing about officially. As far as the the Christian Bale, it was it was specifically an interview he gave. That they said, would you come back? And he's like, I love it. I would only if uh, Christopher Nolan directs it, is what he said. And it's going to happen. I, and it's going to happen. I think Chris, uh, Christopher, Christopher Nolan tends to focus on some crazy style movies. 
and he's been really, really one of my favorite directors. Uh, it's gonna, Momentos. it's gonna happen. You guys go watch Mementos. You, you, it's one of my favorite of all time. I should have never said that out loud. There's reasons why I don't like talking about my favorite movies. People dissect it and then they steal my ideas. But I stole ideas from that movie, and it's so incredible. And Christopher Nolan could do something unique and something powerful. I think Batman needs innovation. We gotta yeah. have all these cool stories we know we love cool yeah. but we gotta have something groundbreaking differently we get the cool real life grounded first time ever batman story with the new one that came out and then we have the very fantastical uh cinematically you know, batman. driven batman, batman espionage uh, dark Knights, which is perfect but then yeah. now a new version where he christopher nola could use his you know in inception his his uh really wild thinking and yeah. we'll see never know it's not a fact or anything that's not even a yeah. rumor that's just Christopher Bale saying he wants to he don't mind if uh I would love to see it and I like I said because I'm a huge fan that's one of my favorite superheroes spoiler alert you guys don't know that about me one of my favorite superheroes Batman always has been for a long time and it's just because he's just so normal right He's just a normal human being. He went through some tragic stuff, and he's he doesn't have all the superpowers that Superman and all these other people have, but he has brains. Yep. And he got money, and he got technology, and he's using everything to his disposal, and he still becomes one of the biggest to the point he takes down Superman, who's supposed to be the strongest ever. So, yep. you know, my thing is, is that, you know, and that just comes to show you don't need to have all the powers and be the strongest in the world. Sometimes having the most brains is what gets you the furthest, you know? And, I agree. You know, and, and, it's, and a good display of that was Tony Stark's and the Avengers. Yeah. You know? And he's, yeah. one of, and he's another one that I'm like, ah. But, um, but yeah, so that's, that's my take on that. Um, I just wanted to end it with that just because I felt like uh, I watched the movie yesterday, last night, and I was like, oh, my God. And then Bane was... I love that actor, bro. He's amazing. Tom um, Hardy, yeah. Yeah, he's amazing, bro. I watched um, every movie he's ever made. He has one of the movies that is my life story and it's scary to watch. I actually, I only watched it twice. I literally was sweating the first time I watched it. I'm like, how did they put my a lot of my life pieces into one movie? And I was just like, I'm never going to tell the movie what it is, but I... It was traumatizing. Actually, I went through emotional craziness because of it. And he's such a good actor. Like he's been yeah, in movies real. where he's really challenged. He's been in movies where he's like the savage mafia guy. Mm -hmm. He's been in movies where he's you know you can go down a long list of how his range is all over the place to be able to perform like that. That's yeah. what I love about him. And I'm one of those guys. I, I when I like something, I explore all of it and I try to figure it out. Like I've seen mm -hmm. all of. His movies, a lot of other actors and, and directors. I watch all this stuff, so definitely recommend Hard Tom's Hardy. Oh, uh, hey, I wanted to take over for a second. Yeah, yeah, go do your thing. Go over to my personal bag, personal section, guys. There's a podcast I used to do. If you guys know my podcast, but I'm gonna plug myself, Mag Gamer Inc. And uh, that's my old days five years ago. Uh, Play Love was the podcast and we're going back to that for a second for the show and i'm gonna make it very short we're gonna start off with god of war uh this week's news first of all you can pre-order the collector's edition which is sold out in less than five minutes and then 
you can order the digital one and all that stuff is accessible right now. But I wanted to give you the information on what exactly is going on. So if Claudia can play the trailer while I talk about it, basically God of War Ragnarok on the PlayStation 5, which comes out on November 9th, you're going to play 4K. You can play it on 4K 60 frames per second for the dynamic mode. You can play the, you can have the haptic feedback, which is the vibration that's specific to, to feel every little thing. And then you can have the adaptive triggers for when, imagine throwing the axe and bringing it back, all that cool stuff. The loading screens, extremely fast, uh, 3D audio. This game is going to be spectacular. And right now you can go and get that. All right. I'm sharing that because of the love and appreciation for God of War. Now we're going to move forward because Cloudy's taking forever. The second big news was we were talking about earlier about game of the year. And the first real game of the year award is going to Horizon Forbidden West. And they won best game award at the uh, Bison Conference uh, award show that they have every year. That's a big one. And it's just an example of the conversation of agree to disagree. Uh, people are going to go with the more popular game, like Cloudy was saying, for Elden Ring. Other people might go with God of War when it comes out. You know, there's no, like, wrong answer about what you like. I just always try to stick to, like, okay, let's just look at the fundamentals and then go from there. If it's up to me, Metal Gear wins every year, even though it doesn't come out every year, because that's my favorite game. But that's a different conversation. Now we're going to move over to the PlayStation Plus very quickly and talk about uh what's going on you're gonna watch footage for the playstation plus playstation plus is crazy right the reason i love playstation plus specifically in my personal opinion and uh, the footage is going to show the games that are going to be released in july this week coming up on the 19th specifically basically the playstation plus service is top tier um because they don't do the gimmicks like you can play it on pc and they've done a lot of day one releases, but they don't have to advertise it too much. And the reason for that is like a dude with a platinum chains and, and a big Rolex and, and like big earrings. And he's trying to be flashy for the world. You know, a guy who's sure of himself maybe wears a watch and it's not extra flashy. It's just like, that's a dope watch. And that's the mentality I believe PlayStation has with their services. They know they're good. And this service right here for uh, July 19th, you're going to get one of my personal favorites, the Assassin's Creed series. That right there, to me, you know, you're getting a bunch of their games from um, Unity. It's just one of my favorites of all time. You can co-op. Me and Cloudy, we been wanting to co-op on that with him. I asked him to download it before. He never did. So that now we can download it this week and maybe play a little bit of Assassin's Creed co-op, see how good we could do I think we did before. He probably was... Not that good at that time. Then you got Black Flag. You got Freedom Cry. You have the Exio uh, collection, which is three, four different games, I believe, in there. You got uh, Final Fantasy, Marvel's Avengers. Cloudy has to try that with me. Um, St. Rose. We could actually play that together, Cloudy. Try to see if you how you feel about that. And so much more. Now, I want to take a pause in between of all these games, and we're not going to list them all. If Cloudy can go to the stay, the stray game and show that footage. So here's effects. This game is a day one release. It's a big title. 
It's going to come out on other platforms, but it is going to be a day one release on the PlayStation. And the reason why I'm pointing it out personally, I trolled this game. And I said, I want a dog game. Cancel this game. Cancel culture. You know, I did the whole protest on Twitter just fooling around because I'm like, they, they made a whole game for a cat. Where's the dogs at? You know, come on now. I'm a dog person. And, you know, I didn't ignore the game, but I just wasn't paying that much mind. Then I seen all of the games in full, not all of it, but I seen enough of it to say, wow, this is going to have a full experience. This is not just some gimmicky quick thing. Like they really designed it, little puzzles and, and certain things you need to do. So many different elements in that stray game that's going to be special. And again, that's all coming out on the 19th of July. That's uh, this Tuesday. By the time you're watching this, it's probably going to be out and you can go and check it out on the PlayStation Plus. Those are all the games that are coming out on PlayStation Plus. That's all the information when it comes to PlayStation. Just wanted to take a moment to uh, talk about that stuff right there. All right. And now for the last two topics that I want to just address for my show, and this isn't PlayStation exactly, but you can play it on the PlayStation. Um, this right here is Metal Gear Solid. Well, Metal Gear, the series, 35th anniversary. And the reason I want to bring this up is, if everybody doesn't know, I am a huge Metal Gear fan. This is my favorite series of all time. And it's turning 35 years old. It just turned 35. Last week, I did a giveaway. We're going to be doing more giveaways, actually, just to plug myself. Doing a giveaway all year long, a bunch of different giveaways, T-shirts, games, whatever, everything just to celebrate the series. And I'm going to be doing live streams every week about Metal Gear and talking about the series. And just so you guys understand, I'm going to run through what makes this game so great and help you understand. It's the first ever in Guinness Book of World Records, first ever stealth genre. It created the stealth genre. It's the first game to give you a, a AI dynamic enemies. And what I mean by that is that the enemies can go from normal patrolling to cautious alert phases, searching for you. All those statuses were created because of the Metal Gear series. They did things like simple little mechanics, so many that I'm not going to list them all, but basically you can pace. Instead of just old school when you press a button and you go run, you can slow walk, you can speed run, you can do stealth uh, elements like hitting walls, knocking on walls. These things Tons and tons of stuff that it created. The first ever in doing all of the lists that I'm saying to you right now. Cinematically, the, the game who made the movies like cinematics that you know and love right now was all because of Metal Gear. They really, really pioneered it and showcased movie-style uh, cinematics. They have dynamic difficulty experiences that you can have. And this series is so powerful because its full design is created through... Um, a full experience. So the gameplay is also attached to the themes and messages. So it's an anti-war game. So even the gameplay lets you not kill nobody throughout the whole game. And if you kill somebody, there's consequences for it and different things that happen. And it's a game that really is powerful in that way. It's really meaningful to me. So I'll be spending the rest of the year um, discussing this game, talking about the series as a whole, and just playing all of the cool games. Um, yeah. So that's that. You can play that on PlayStation as well. But last but not least, I want to get into the Apex Championships. We just had them 
literally the best esports I've ever watched. And I watched a lot of them. I actually host Apex tournaments and I'll host other tournaments from other games as well. So if we're going to talk about the Apex really quickly, show you some highlights on the actual championship. Just a couple quick highlights, but I want to just talk about it. So Apex Legends for the past three years has been the best FPS, in my opinion. If we go back and you say, what has been better? You think about other games, Call of Duty, Battlefield, have they competed? They haven't been on that tier. They've been right there competitively like, oh, this is pretty good, but they always fall off. You look at it three years later, who's still on top? And it's it's Apex. And I got to give the credit to the esports scene, keeping it alive. You got these top players in the world going out here, destroying and dominating. Those guys that you just saw right there won the championship, the $2 million championship, Dark Zero. By the, by the way, I did predict that if you want to go on my Twitter and see the clip. Um, but they end up winning the whole thing. It was an incredible experience to see. It was happening live in a venue with a, you know thousands of people watching in their seats. I wish I was there. I should have been there. I could have been there, but I didn't. But that right there... You know, this game, you know, just the community, I just want to give a nod to them and a celebration for their experience as, you know, just bringing it together. Because these are some players that I actually have had on my tournaments and helped out to make a team and help find sponsors and little things like that that I've been a part of. And I'm humbled to, you know, be blessed to be able to do that. So. Super, super cool. And um, again, this is just some thoughts of, of uh, some of my favorite things and, and so on and so on. And this is going to be a small section. I'll change the name of it later on. But I'll just every week put out a couple of pieces of information about things that I'm into or really love. Um, this week, we talked about all of that. But yeah, just wanted to break it all the way down. I'm assuming Cloudy's going to do his news section right now. I pretty much gave all of my... Uh, information that I wanted to break down. But yeah, Claudia. Not bad, not bad. Not bad, I like, I like. Yeah, so many great things happening, man. And like I said, in gaming, um, Metal Gear, I would, like I said, it, I love the whole series as a whole. And I would love to see them come back with uh, Collector's Edition, man. Something that can tie everything back to the new generation, right? And allow us to re-experience those games, those titles, those are really big titles. And I feel like we've, you know, we, we, I just want to re-experience it. Right. And then on, then on top of it too, with the um, apex tournaments, you know, people get into, into a lot of these first person shooters and who are very competitive and to win $2 million, that's, and you split that among, and you split that among three people. Exactly. And then, and it's like back then it's like the pots weren't that big. Now we're talking call of duty's doing, two five million dollar pots you got apex doing two million dollar pots like you got all these east esports is becoming a, a, a legitimate sport like an actual sport and um it is and and if and for these tournaments to be having these this type of money out on the line it's it makes you think of it it makes people think about it why am i working this job if i'm so good at this game right and <laughs> Um, yeah, of course, yeah. of course, but you don't want to sacrifice everything for you know for for chance, right? But it's uh, at the same time, it's it's great to see that the support that a lot of these first person shooter games are are having, um, and how serious the esports community has it's gr it's grown into a legitimate sport. 
right? It is, it is a true so, sport, man. For sure. I, like I said, so many, so many great things happening. Um, and as far as the news right now, um, big news happening right now. If you guys have not noticed, uh, multiverse. Um, versus is actually going to be the beta is actually going to be out soon. Um, beta is actually early access is July 9th. Open beta is actually on um, July 26th of this of this month. So go ahead if you guys have not pre-ordered it, go ahead and get your early access. It's uh, going to be a game by Warner Brothers. Um, it's a battle royale type type of fighting game. Um, has characters from the Looney Tunes, so such as Bugs Bunny, you have Taz, you have Shaggy, you have Scooby-Doo, um, and the list goes on, right? Um, and then from you also have stuff from um, superheroes from the DC Comics, um, like Batman and Superman, and so much more. And it's good to see that they're coming out with a game that's fun and charismatic. And I've gotten a chance oh, yeah. to see some stuff that is uh, out in the open regarding this title, um, from characters being very unique and having funny um, animations from, you know, from their style of gameplay, just being very quirky. And to have a game that's very quirky and and fun and creative, it's great to see, right? And this is a game that anyone can get into. And if you guys are, um, you guys ever played uh, Super Smash, um, Super Smash has done a really good job in establishing themselves as our actual and in the fighting game in the fighting game community as one of the greatest fighting games. Are they the greatest? We're um, gonna argue right now. Are they uh, the greatest or well, not? So they're they're up there, and they are. They they have sold Super a lot Smash of titles. It is it is one of the greatest fighting games. Yes, um, but I you know, but but, but we know. have but we have to. But then when we do that, we're talking. We're putting that up against Street Fighter. We're putting that up against um, games like the Mortal Kombat series. But Street Fighter, in 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 itself, it's like I said, it, ha it has a really great community. It's it's been around for a very long time. But um, now to, to see day, now to see uh, the multiverse coming out and having um, their debut, and to see what they're able to launch with, and the cast of characters is going to have. I'm excited for it. I'm excited to see what oh, they yeah. do with this game. And, and like I said, it's a, what I've seen. I've had I've seen stuff online where I'll just start laughing to myself. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy where we're at yeah, right now awesome. in this world. And uh, I'm happy about it. So I'm glad to see that this is out. Bro, we're getting something. Batman, Superman, Harley Quinn, Shaggy, Buzz mm -hmm. Bunny, Tasmanian Devil, Tom and Jerry. You know, like the list is long on a lot of these characters that are in this game, bro. Yeah, it's not a, just a quickie. It's just a real deal, packed, pack stacked lineup of stars. Not like regular. This like all time greats in in the characters that we've ever seen. Yeah, we're gonna get all in one game. And and mm -hmm. I was saying, I was trying to argue with you to see the debate. We'll do it another day. But you know, super. Smash is more popular if we're going to go with popularity than uh, any other fighting game. It is one of the best, greatest fighting games of all time. Um, you don't want to give it the, you don't want to give it the, you don't want to pass it past Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter. It's different style. It's a different style. Battle Royale yeah, fighting that's game. The best fighting. Um, the biggest it is. fighting game that you can name right now that everybody's going to know is Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah. No, I would say Street Fighter has more relevancy than Smash, but I don't. I don't. We can debate I don't, that. 
We can debate that. But Street Fighter has been around for a very long time. But Smash Brothers is one of the biggest um, fighting games, for sure. Is the biggest. Yeah, fighting games of all time. And the great thing... And the great thing is that we've seen companies try to overthrow them, right? We've seen PlayStation come up with PlayStation All-Stars. We've seen um, Power um, Power Frenzy. Yeah, we've seen Fusion Frenzy. We've seen a Power Stone. We've seen a lot of these um, like d- different style type of uh, games come out and try to over try to compete in some way, but they couldn't come close to what Smash is. But this game, because it seems so far, it seems like it's being done right. If it's done, if they continue to do right by it, they I can see Warner Brothers having a gem in their hands and being and having something amazing. And this is this can actually turn into something that can probably compete because of the cast. Um, we'll and uh, and yeah, and it's like we have to see. But if it's done right and it's done well, like I said, smash is smash. But I can see this game doing some good things. And it's and like I said, all in a battle royale. It's a fighting game. It's a, it is, but it's a battle royale. Style type no, of fighting game. It's a fighting game with four players. It's still a fighting game. One on one. If it I'm is. fighting with you one on one or with two people, does it make a difference? It, oh, we're not fighting. We're battle royaling. We like, have to say I say battle fighting? royale because of the I say battle royale because of the craziness. Because you can have four players and four players can you can you just have all that type of, like when you have like it's like with wrestling, right? You say battle royale, a Royal Rumble. Battle time, the tag team. They got Tag Team, they got Royal Rumble, they got... But Royal Rumble is yeah. the craziness. Battle Royale is some you can craziness. Call it Royal Rumble, but it's not, a, it's not a Battle Royale. But anyways, it's that, it's a, it's that type of game. I call it Battle Royale type of game because game, it is. It's a, it's, a cra- it's, it's a fighting game that has a lot of craziness going on. And everybody's in it for themselves. And you can have up to four players, more than just two players at a time. All in on the screen at once. Battling it out, duking it out. To see who's the last one standing, right? Or your if your team is the last one standing, and it's got some good things, man. And like I'm really excited for it. I actually want to get my. I, I probably will end up grabbing grabbing the early early version and uh and we will end up playing it on the night team because <laughs> I I actually very intrigued. I'm very intrigued. What do you mean? Once, uh, early access. Yeah, early access is for anyone who pre-orders. Um. My example, anyone who pre-orders the game gets early access on July 19th. And then the open beta to the public is going to be on July 26th of 2022. You can't wait a week. Um, so that everybody can go ahead and get their hands on it. They can play and experience the game. And then you guys can, you know, we'll give our thoughts on it. And then we can all discuss, right? And if you guys have questions, you gotta feel free to tweet me or or DM me. Um, we can discuss it. And then, um, so yeah, so that's. That's my take on it, man. I, like I said, I don't know when the release is. I don't even think they have a release date for this 26. game. The 26th no. is for the beta, but we don't have an actual release date um, confirmed just yet. But yeah. soon, soon we will. Um, and so next game um, is going to be Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings Golem is actually coming out with a game um, that's a stealth action adventure game. That allows you to use um, it's mostly stealth and parkour, um, where you traverse the world of Middle Earth, where most of the powerful beings of Middle Earth is uh, want you dead. Um, you, you're not you're not loved. Let's just put it like that. And you're kind of trying to find your way and sneak your way around um, Middle Earth. My I don't know how they're going to be. Um, putting this game out as far as like 
what your mission is going to be. But for what I know, you're pride, you're, you're sleek, you're like a very sneaky golem who's just f trying to find his way around the world without being seen and revealing secrets. Um, so I can see this game being a lot of fun. It's very, it's, it's going to be very stealthy, very parkour. And I feel like nowadays in today's generation, they've done a really good job with introducing parkour and stealth. And I can see this game doing some great things, man. Um, it looks very interesting, for sure. Because typically you get games that are very action-driven, but this is very, it looks like it's very stealth and parkour-driven. It's what the focus is. Um, so I'm very curious to see how this game unfolds and how, and I feel like it's going to be mostly surrounded by story. Um, and this game is expected to release September 1st of 2022. So not that long. Um, we got probably about a month and a half left um, before you guys can get your hands on it and actually get to try it and give your take on it. Um, and not too long after that, we're going to be getting The Last of Us Part 1, which I believe is on the 2nd. <laughs> <laughs> so we got some know. we got some big hitters, man. Know, we got some big hitters coming. Um September's know, definitely dog. looking good. Looking good. Um but yeah, I'm excited oh, about I'm excited about I'm excited about uh and Gollum is is one of the uh biggest um characters in the Lord of the Rings. He's like one of the, the most loved. Um so they have a game surrounding his story. It's it's I'm curious to see what they do with it. And um and precious, you know, the precious. I want to see. <laughs> I want to see what they do with Precious, but um, but yeah, I'm. I want. Uh, it looks exciting for sure. <laughs> what do you think about it, Mag? What's your take on it on the game? I don't. The Last of Us is coming out. I don't care about anything by that time. Have you ever watched but, the Lord? Of, have you ever watched Lord of the Rings? I have watched two of them, but yeah. I, I on and off was playing a video game because I. I got distracted. Yeah, it's long. It's long. I I've watched that. I, wa I watched game. it a while back with my brother. My brother loved it. My brother loved this. He watched all of them. So he loves this, this lore of the Lord of the Rings. And I watched a good amount too. So it's like, he I got play, somewhat. You can play it while I played uh, The Last of Us Part 2, Part 1. <laughs> yeah, The Last of Us is definitely going to be great. Going to be great. It's going to be precious. <laughs> yeah, extra precious. Yo, let me take this next game, guys. So, if you guys don't know, uh, I'm a battle royale expertise. You know, I tend to study these games. I play every single one that comes out. I'm actually interested in this one. It gets annoying because there's always a new one every week, and they suck half the time. But this one that's coming, and it's a real battle royale. It's not a cloudy chip fake battle royale. That's <laughs> it's an actual battle royale. That uh, it's called Rumbleverse, and it's basically no guns, which I thought is cool. It's all wrestling themed battle royale setup. And to me, what's fun about this one is that you know, if you're a wrestling fan, you can have some fun. If you're like a, a beat 'em up style player who likes those type of games, you can have fun. You don't got to be an expert shooter and perfect aim, and you got to trick shot and do all this crazy stuff. This is an actual free to play. Battle Royale with 40 players in a lobby, and then you're going to be caught up in the mix against each other, slamming and jamming and bamming out. It's pretty wild and crazy, um, the setup. What I like about it is they are doing a battle pass. That means that they're thinking about the future, and if people love the game, they can buy the battle pass and support the, the cause and things like that. It's it's uh, 
going to be really, really nice on that side as far as it, it's showing that it has potential of like wanting to be sustained and stay around and really have something special. So I got to give him credit for that. And you guys know I always play every Battle Royale. I forced Cloudy to play some of them with me. He didn't play all of them. He played a couple of Battle Royales. And, you know, the thing is, is that I love the fact that people are trying. And this game is trying to be different. And maybe it'll be another great Battle Royale that we can enjoy. I think Fall Guys stands in a good place for uh, obstacle courses. I think FPS-wise and shooter-wise, Apex is the king. And then you have other games trying to figure out where they stand. And this game could stand on its own. There's not a, a a melee focused battle royale ever that I could think of uh, yeah. too much yet. So this will be very cool. Yeah, they're definitely going to come out on all systems on August 11th. August 11th is right around the corner. <laughs> We're talking what two weeks away? Three, four, about, about a month away? Less than three, three four weeks away? Day. Yeah. So that you know, you guys don't got too much long to wait to give that to give that a go, which is great, right? Because you want to, like I said, I want to get these I, these little small experiences out the way early because we have a lot going on in the holiday season. We got some big hitters coming, um, but for sure, this this game coming out in August, I think, is a good time for it to come out, kind of get people into that universe, right? Um, and it's kind of and if, and I feel like the the I feel like that game is very uh um Fortnite ex- inspired, right? The game feels very Fortnite-ish. Um from the character design, from the artistic style of the game, um it feels our um Fortnite is has a great influence on it. I'm not sh- and I believe uh, it is from the developers of Epic, Epic Games. So that's probably why it's no. it's in that it's in that realm. Bro, just as the game comes out on Epic Games, it's not always an Epic Games. You've been saying that for a couple of different things. What but, was uh, it that you gave credit to on Twitter? But I, I'm I'm a- I'm I'm saying I'm guessing that it is Epic Games because of the fact of the style that it is. Anyways, when it, uh, my my whole take on it is that it feels like it's Fortnite inspired, and I feel like the arts the art style that they the approach that they took feels Fortnite inspired. And so they can do a lot of great things with it, right? You, you're talking different skins, that, um, you know, d- um, different abilities, different archetypes, um, you know, so there's a lot they can do. So it's a great game to get into. And the fact that it's free to play, it's great because it allows us to get into something new. And August 11 is right around the corner. So not much left. Um, not, it's not that far away. So Definitely. That's and just pick. to kind of point out what I was talking about, Fall Guys was not created by Epic Games. Epic Games has companies that they help make games, but they're the store no. that you can buy the game from. They're not always the developer for these they're games. The pub- Epic, games Epic Games was the publisher, and Metatonic is the no developer. No Mediatonic is the, is the publisher. It is. Epic no Games bought. Fall Guys? They bought the, the company out. Epic Games is the pub- actual publisher right now of... Metatonic, and Metatonic is the developers who developed Fall Guys. The original publisher of Fall Guys was original. Dissolver Digital. They're not. They're not. Now Epic Games bought them out later. Yes, but the original publishers were yes. But but it going. But the game going free to play, and them hitting the fifty million. Yes, Epic Epic Games. Okay, so we can get kill that debate. 
right, so I got you. Come on, bro. Come on. I I do my research, man. I know my stuff. I get it. (laughs) And talking talking about... <laughs> and talking about so, uh, research, another big thing that has happened is that right now, unexpectedly, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge hit 1 million units sold in its opening week, which is uh, great to see. A game that has, you know, they took, they revamped it in some way, made it next gen friendly somewhat, and then ended up putting this nice polish of fresh paint on this game and reintroducing it did very well for it because right now we're looking at 1 million units sold and it shows so much more possibility for the games for more Ninja Turtle games in the future, right? Um, and this game is it's something that was launched back in the Super Nintendo era. Um, and for them to take that and make it what it is now and for it to sell 1 million units, it just comes to show how much possibility is, is, is uh, you know, it's out there. For these this, type of games. because of my review. I've been a review out before the game release, and then it made everybody buy it. That's all that happened. Oh, yeah. So, oh, oh, yeah. But it's. I think yeah. it has to do with the artistic the, the artistic style approach, because even though it, it, even though the graphics, I won't say is like, um, like top-tier graphics, right? But it's top-tier in the sense that it's... Uh, it, it wanted to keep that retro feel, right? They didn't want to polish it too much. It wanted to kind of keep a, a retro feel to it. Um, and I feel like they accomplished that because it, it was it functioned very well, but it still kept that artistic feel. And they also have an arcade mode, which makes it, it makes it feel like you're actually playing in arcades, like it actually has an arcade mode. So it's sure. it's a, you know it it's it was real it was well made. And me and Mag had a really good time with it. Hell yeah! It, we had a blast. I with actually have a no commentary video of us playing the whole game, beating the whole thing. Uh, I played the first like couple minutes and then cloudy came in and joined in yeah, and it yeah. was just a co-op experience we didn't have to go through elden ring bad designs right cloudy oh yeah <laughs> yeah i know we got traumatized with the elden ring this uh multiplayer design but and i, I feel like together. i feel like it was all of us that were kind of in that realm too it wasn't just we it wasn't just us just saying talking to talk right um From so. software has a problem with with life quality of life features but they're still one of the greatest of all time Sekiro was one of the greatest their greatest game they ever made without a doubt so yep and then another you were talking about want to kind of bring up that uh other side of it which is Cowabunga Collection now I don't have a date for this release um Cloudy you know if you want to tell me when it's coming out it doesn't have a date actually no, there isn't. Uh, from a date. what I know, it doesn't have a date still, but it's going to come out next year officially, and I'm excited for it because I uh, I think it's great. Actually, it's planned for this year, which is weird because they should have announced it by now. But I guess the developers are trying to figure out what is going on. It's supposed oh, to release well, this year. Oh, when to put it out? Because there's so much competition in the holiday season. They got probably trying to find that nice window. That nice window is right now in August, so that we could play and then let yeah. us play. Last I, of Us, I, and then I God agree. of War, and then relax for for December. To, you know, that's how I feel. Or maybe just throw it out in December after all the games drop, and you're just like, holidays, hey, here you go. You know, because what the thing is, this game is giving us all the classics. Every single 
Ninja Turtle game, basically. And I would actually want to play this with Cloudy for a little bit and probably yeah. get my sister and like a couple of family members because I did grow up with this game and this was a part of my childhood. And I used to be a fighter in real life too. So <laughs> I would go watch the Ninja Turtles and then go to school and kick somebody's ass. That was it. I'm blaming the turtles for this. No, I was yeah. just playing. But basically, you know, the Ninja Turtles are one of those things that if you grew up with it, you could feel this. And this is going to have every edition, basically, that was made by Konami. They're the mm -hmm. originators of a lot of cool games. And this is one of the series that they basically brought to the world. And they're bringing it back more better than ever, in my opinion, when it comes to at least a full collection. You know, we deserve this. We deserve this with a lot of series, right? Just like buy one package and get everything you, the whole series. Like uh, Assassin's Creed right now, it's going to be coming off of the PlayStation Plus. A lot of all their games, you can go back and enjoy all of it in one shot. Yeah, Pretty yeah. Cool. Yep, exactly. And like I said, and a lot of these arcade games, like they're, you know, they're, I grew up with these too. Like I remember playing a lot of these Ninja Turtle games and especially Turtles in Time, like, that's the reason why I was like, oh, man, I remember all this. Me and my brother getting into this game, right? Um, and we just had a blast with it. So now, you know, bringing it back out and reintroducing it. Because I know a lot of parents probably want to sit there and reintroduce their kids to some of the, their childhood and some of the stuff they got into. Um, you know, but I, I feel like it, it still holds up in today's world, especially if they were to revamp it the way they did with um, with Shredders in Time, right? I, I, I felt like that was, uh, you know, it was nice. I liked it, and then you know, they they did that somewhat for um, Streets of Rage too. Streets of Rage, I came out one time, and they they revamped that. Um, so we had a yeah, they re, yeah remade it and and made it fresh, and it was fun to play. So it's good to see that, and I feel like they should you know we it, together with all these AAA games going not happening right now, it would be nice to have a little bit of that. But like I said, I still stand on my point. Konami needs to make a actual. Um, Ninja Turtle game, like a, a third, a, a Bro, triple A experience. A, they made a Ninja Turtle um, game, and I feel like, and maybe this is their way of of done releasing these titles right now. Maybe it's their way to kind of see where the market's at, and then see where they where, where where it fits, and then find a way to bring you that next gen experience. Because I can see, Bro. I can say maybe they're just doing this to test the waters a bit. Bro, did you play the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, open world game? That they made a long time ago. No, it was like less than ten years ago. Oh yeah, I have actually. That was one I did for the for the game for the GameCube, long time ago. Yes, no, I wasn't that long. Ago. I'm talking about new for PlayStation Four. I probably have. I probably have. Don't I don't mark my words, but I just one I probably did because it sounds familiar. Cause I Bro, they got lot. the Game Boy ones on that collection. Yeah. I never played those. So just to give you an insight of like what what the collection is going to in, in, um, have is going to have thirteen games. Everything from the uh, Ninja Turtles that came out in arcade, so you're going to get the arcade versions of the Ninja Turtles, and that includes Ninja Turtles and Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time. Um, it has everything from the NES, so um, Nintendo Ninja Turtles, um, and that includes the Ninja Turtles 1, 2, and 3 um, as well. Of as, as well as the Game Boy versions of those as well. So you're going to get Fall, Fall of the Foot Clan, you're going to get Ninja Turtles 2 back from the sewers on the Game Boy. Um, and you're also going to get Radical Rescue as well from the Game Boy. But then you're going to get the newer versions of a lot of those, which I think were my favorites. Um, you're going to end up getting the Sega Genesis versions of some of those. And one that I'm excited for, 
that I feel like is going to sell this collection to some degree is going to be the fighting game version. I remember playing the fighting game version on the Genesis um, a good amount, and I owned it. Um, it was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Tournament Fighters, and that game was awesome. I had a good time with that, and they had... Um, it wasn't just Ninja Turtles. They had Ninja Turtles. They had um, um, April. You was able to fight with April. You was able to fight with um, with Shredder. I believe I'm not mistaken. Um, it, it, it wasn't. They had a, a variety uh, of cast of fighters that you can choose from, and yeah. you were able to you know go head to head. We could fight. We could fight. Me and you, fist fight. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. But I'm down. I, I felt like they did a good uh, job. By with the it. way, by the way. I will be doing giveaways of this game. Uh, me and Konami are always uh, in communication. So I'm pretty sure I'll have codes for that. And I'll gladly do it on this stream. When they announce it, we'll, we'll sign up a giveaway and then we'll do it specifically announcing it on the stream and then doing the giveaway for the viewers that are active watching us live on Cloudy Chip TV. So make sure you take a moment Follow, like, subscribe, all that stuff, and then come back when the time, when you see that the game is announced, I will start announcing the giveaways and going from there when the time comes. Right now, I can't confirm anything, but I can pretty much give you that uh, fair warning in the future. And by the way, Cloudy, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutants of, of Manhattan was an open world Ninja Turtles game. That's the one I was talking about. They made it recently. I might have played it, bro. Um, like I said, I, I I played so many of them. I, it's no I, because I lose you sight. you saying you want an open world game. You say you want a metal, new certain Ninja Turtles game, but you never played that one. Listen, you I follow? want I I follow, but I want my AAA experience. That's a AAA game. Look at it. I'm watching the footage as I speak, and you're literally running around the world. You're parachuting like when you glide. Which little turtle parachute? It's like a turtle shell parachute. It's pretty sick. Uh, it got all types of crazy stuff. This game looks fun, even though I didn't play it. I did see it a long time ago. Um, you can like do skate through the tops of the roofs, like you know, glide. I um, mean, not glide, uh, grind, stuff like that. Yeah, pretty cool, man. It's more than one player too. So, if you yeah, really that, want, that's to the fighting game them, right there. Let me pause this so you guys can see this. Let's see. Where is it? Where so, is you it? talk about the fighting game? That's what you're worried about. I'm talking about the open right world. Look at this. Bang. Look at the graphics on that. Amazing. Yeah, that could be fun. If they was to take that Ninja Turtle game and revamp it and put it into his own game, remastered completely. And have it compete with some of these other games. I think it'll do very well. Power Rangers, at one point, um, launched a, a fighting game that you know did very well for itself. It was a, a small studio, ended up t um, taking that head on, and it did a really good job with it. So Power Rangers um, came out with their own fighting game recently. It's probably, I believe, last year. Um, so then for them to let's say Konami takes this fighting game back to the mainstream and it takes it away from this and revamps it and re redesigns it. I think it could do, it can do well if it's done right. So as my take, sorry, man. I don't know. I think, I think that you, uh, 500 people will buy it and you think it'll do very well for you, but 
you know, we're talking about the what people really want. You know, what do they really want? Because they they made this open world game that I'm looking at the footage right now myself, and I'm feeling like this would have been if it was really something people wanted, they would have went for it. Instead, the best game we got this year for Ninja Turtles was the Beat 'Em Up remake, which it was basically a duplicate of the past with better graphics, better music, you know, a couple of different enemies and bosses and like some new animations. Um, they didn't really change the game. They just went back to the old school stuff, adding flavors to it and, you know, refreshing it. And I don't know. I don't know, man. It's tough. Game design is tough because like, are people really going to buy it? I know we'll say we'll buy it, but how many are we, you know, are we speaking for millions or just a couple hundred? That's the question. I don't know, man. Like I said, it's it's definitely a conversation to have because, like, like I said, I, it, it really depends on what they do. I feel like that. Like, I feel like there's still a really big market for Ninja Turtles, bro. And I feel of like you just saw it, the evidence. You know, so I just feel like it, they, if they was to what invest them. In, you think but, your fighting game is better than no, game? No, but I feel like it takes less resources to build a fighting game compared to a AAA experience. Possibly. So my take. So my take on whether or not, if I had to choose whether to, if they had to do choose between a AAA experience and a fighting game, I would choose the AAA experience because in my opinion, I love fighting games, but I feel like a AAA experience will will revamp it so much to the point that they can launch a fighting game and have the fighting game do well after it, right? Um, so I can see that happening. But I will stay. I will start off with the AAA experience for sure. No, we'll see. We'll see. But I know we getting that collection. That's a good I'm one. Do some right on this stream. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm actually excited about it, man. It actually looks really interesting. I'm. I'm. I had to watch the trailer twice so I can sit here and be like, oh man. Because there's some, there's some, there's some of those titles that I I remember growing up, and I just had such a crazy time with them, and I'm like, ah, gotta I, I, be nice to get my hands on it, man. I'm happy about it. Makes sense. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We'll see what's up. And I know Mag, 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 Mag used to be a a, a a Ninja Turtle fan fan. He used to be the guy, the kid with the backpack that looked like a turtle show. <laughs> yeah, I used to carry the figurines to school and then put them in my backpack. And there was one time I had my figurines and a girl took one. I was like, give it back. And we fought for it. And then I just, my Ninja Turtle instance kicked in. I gave her a front kick, a spinning back kick. We're at the bus stop. I was, I was in uh, first grade when this happened. No, no, second grade. I was in second grade when this happened. We were at the bus stop. The bus guy stops. The mother comes out. And they're making a scene. And it was like drama filled. And I'm just standing there with my Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> He's just Ninja Turtle kicked there. That's what some kids said. And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm just standing there like, my bad. Damn, I overreacted. My bad. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you know, I don't remember, seven or something years old. And it was bad. The mother's like, I'm going to. She sat on the bus for like three days, making sure I didn't bully her kid. I'm like, listen, she was fighting me. She was violating me, you know? I didn't say that. But in my head, I'm like, why is she making it like I'm the bad guy? You don't touch my Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> and that was, that was a true story. And then my mom's like, yo, 
you need to chill, bro. Like, what is going on with you? It was pretty funny, man. I was a troublemaking kid. I was trouble before Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles didn't do anything other than help me, actually. Ninja Turtles, G.I. Joe, X-Men had good morals. And it taught me, like, respect. And Ninja Turtles Mm -hmm. always had, like, you know, be a better, be better for the world. And then G.I. Joe always had the message of, like, hey, uh, you know, do right at the end. They always have like a moral story at the end of that show. And then X Men showed me about like, yes, there's racism. Yes, people are gonna go against you and things are gonna go wrong. But you have to yeah. do what's right. So I yeah. love these shows. I love these. Yeah, I remember. I, I remember having um to give you my little story. I remember having um not really. It's not violent, but it was. It's it's just like I had a lot of. I used to love fighting anything like fighting movies or karate movies or like anything fighting. And I used to love the Ninja Turtles. So what I used to do, I used to have plastic swords that I used to play with. Um, and I used to have um, these nunchucks. They were like practice nunchucks made out of hard foam. So I used to practice with those. Um, but I used to remember always taking, <laughs> my mom used to get pissed. I used to always take the brooms and take the sticks out of the brooms. And I used to try to learn how to, how to swing them around like Donatello. Like really try to like be very creative and like artistic with my... Well, my spinning mechanics, but uh, I used to, <laughs> I used to try, I used to try to spin, I used to throw things in the air and try to spin it and try to grab it and hit like a rock or something like that as I was doing stuff, because um, I wanted to, I wanted to get really good because I the way they I used to see it in cartoons and stuff I was like, oh these guys are nasty, these guys are the real ninjas and <laughs> that's how I, I wanted to try to become my own ninja. But uh, but yeah, no, I I loved it, man. I like it's a really good series. I I I watched a a lot of Ninja Turtles growing up. I used to have the figurines too, and um, I used to always try to find something to to play with to feel like I was in that world. Um, but that was my story. But not <laughs> but not no spinning back fist kick Hadouken. <laughs> I never forget it, bro. Because I. I practice that every day in the house. I used to do karate. I used to be around the martial artist. He was a master or whatever, world champion. So he would show me stuff all the time. And then I would just practice it just for the hell of it. And then all of a sudden, it, it's like, yo, don't touch my, give me your back. Mm-hmm. We're fighting. I'm looking at her face. We're wrestling <laughs> for this toy. And I'm like, it's going to break. I'm like, I got to do something. And as a kid, you know, <laughs> you just... Result of violence, <laughs> and that's a, a life lesson because you know you don't want to be that guy, especially against a female. That was the only time. Well, there was a second time. But that was the only time a female I hit a female. That was once then, and then in like fifth grade, this girl was so tall she was like six foot at sixth grade, and she liked me. I didn't like her. So after school, we're standing there, and she's like, "Oh, meet me after school." And I'm like, "Okay." So I mean, I don't like, I don't know what she wants. I'm innocent at that point. I'm like, what's up? No, it was like, I'm lying to you. It was a third grade or fourth grade. And, and I'm looking up at her and we're standing outside. Everybody's standing there. They all knew what was going on. All I knew was she told me to come outside. I'm being nice. And I'm like, what's up? And she just starts wailing on me. Boom, boom, boom. And I did the worst possible and thing. Stop I it, Sharkeisha, Sarkeisha. <laughs> Yo, she was a big girl. She was pretty, but I don't know why I didn't like her. I was a kid, you know. I wasn't thinking about her like that. And and she was mad about it, so she beat me up. And I grabbed her by the kitty cat. <laughs> I, I didn't hit her. I just grabbed her by the kitty cat. Get away! Because I couldn't punch her in the face. 
I was chill short. I wasn't thinking about it. I just grabbed her real quick to get her away from me, and then I just dipped. I didn't want to hit a female. But those are the only two times, admitting it now on stream. You know, first grade and third grade or fourth grade or whatever it was. Those are funny stories, but it had nothing to do with gaming. But there you go. Um, the Ninja Turtles. Back to the Ninja Turtles. Me and you should play that game that I just looked up. It looks dope, bro. Open world style game. I like it. Came off with the PlayStation 4. No, we can give it a shot one day. We can give it a shot. I still have to play that. I still have to try out Death Stranding one of these days and schedule it so I can actually see if if, if I really am gonna be into it, man. I gotta. I'll give it a shot. I don't think you want to go down that wormhole today. Oh damn! But uh, I'm not gonna go down that wormhole today. But I'm gonna say it. No, no, you brought it up. The reason you're bringing up Death Stranding. Ladies and gentlemen, I've never looked in my cousin's eyes with the disgusting feel that I felt the day that he sat. He was uh, he was on the same table. That's the crazy part. It's like I'm sitting across from him on a table, and I'm looking him dead in the eyes, less than four feet away, three feet away, and he tells me that stranding is trash. Terrible. And he kept on saying a bunch of stuff. It's – I'm still like – that's no, they had a con. Listen, Kojima it's had a contract him. with UPS, and UPS <laughs> made a game, and that was. And they had a baby, and then the baby was watching the game. The baby <laughs> delivers packages. <laughs> no, but I have to give it a shot. I have to give it a shot. I have to give it a fair shake, man. I don't think I gave that game that that fair that was shake. Disrespectful. So I'll said. I'll give it I'll give it a fair shake. And then see how my opinion, if I still feel the same. But we'll see. First of all, it was disrespectful what you said. Secondly, for all those watching, Death Stranding, you know, much much like Kojima's other games, he tends to try to be different. And when he presented the first two trailers, he made sure there was no guns, there was no shooting, there was nothing that you could see violent in the game on purpose. Because he wanted to showcase gameplay, the landscape, different things like that that didn't have to do with the, the way normal trailers that we all expect is explosions and gunfire and violence on every trailer. It doesn't matter what game it is. It's like Barney, hey! And then all of a sudden, Barney's got to beat somebody up for us to like the trailer. So he specifically made those trailers that way. And Cloudy Chip, a victim of the mass society's brainwashing, Watch those trailers without being educated on the facts that Kojima purposely did that because he wanted to, as he always does, his parents suffered the Hiroshima bombing and every game he's made had anti-war, anti-nuclear weapon themes to tell you to violence isn't good, you know, killing isn't good, war isn't good. He always puts that in his games. So when he made those trailers, that's what it was. Then the whole world did the jokes and stuff that Cloudy's doing. But the crazy part is you're talking about one of the greatest directors, creators of all time. You know, when you think of the top directors, everyone knows who Hideo Kojima is. It's hard for you to name every director for the Assassin's Creed series or I, whatever. No, but I love, but I love, I love um, Kojima. What he did with Metal Gear, I love what he did. And then um, I have a friend of mine who loves. Um, that PT game that he was um, about to release, but it, it just the never got game, released, yeah. the horror game. And my friend still to this day talks about how amazing that game was. So 
you know, I don't, yeah. I'm not, I'm not downing him as a director. I think he's great, but you know, you're brainwashed by culture. I feel societies. like, uh, I feel like this game just didn't do it. And I'm, and my thing is, is it just didn't intrigue me enough. Maybe I just got to give it a fair shake. Um, I'll go ahead and give it a, a fair shake one day. Um, and we can, we can talk about it. Right. Um, and I think, it, I think they, um, remastered the Death Stranding for the PlayStation 5 as well. I think they yeah, gave it a, a PlayStation 5, um, upgrade. So I can go ahead and get into that. See the difference. It's free on the PlayStation Plus. Downloadable for free right now. You can go get that bad boy. You can get the regular version or the the director's cut right on the PlayStation Plus for free. Yeah. So I can go ahead. I can go ahead and see what uh what that game um has to offer because like I said, I got I don't feel like I given it its fair sh- handshake. It's fair shake. The most so, disrespectful thing. That's so, a punch in the face. A literal punch in the face. That's a double kick, Ninja Turtle kick for touching my turtle figurines type of thing. Yeah, because it does it, it does look at me. It looks pretty. It does look pretty. No, graphically it looks good, and you know that's not the it's not what we're talking about though. But you know we still like I said I I need to see what they. What, what it offers, right? So with the, game being, with the game being out a couple years now um, and it being um, pushed that over to the PlayStation 5. you can name right now. And that game Visually. being pushed over, pushed over to the PlayStation 5, I can say, you know what? Maybe I should just give it a fair shake now. Now it's been out for some time and then see where I stand with it. It looks better than anything you can name, basically. Yeah. I promise you. Watch when you play. That's you right. I, I'll, I'll give you my time frame of, as to when I'm gonna give I this just game fist fight you for that, my for my fair, my fair shake. And if you guys are interested to see my take and see how I feel about it, then we can talk about it um, at that given time, right? So, and yeah, guys can watch my experience, my playthrough. Um, I don't think if it's really good and is really, and I feel like I'm really into it, then I'll go and I'll finish it. But if uh, if I feel like it, it just hasn't done that for me, then we'll see. I, I gotta give it some time. So. Yeah, but yeah, that's how I feel. Just, let's talk about that for a second, real quick, before you go on this topic. So, first of all, Death Stranding. So, the expectation expectation you should have that it's an open world horror suspense game, right? There's going to be some action. There's going to be a bunch of horror. There's going to be some sneaking. You can. Uh, you're going to have to help rebuild the world okay that's your mission okay so in this game you're going to be in a desert type of area right if you build a bridge to go over a river that bridge goes for other players so the same thing can happen for you as you're walking you might end up seeing a shelter from the rain because the rain turns to acid and it can destroy your 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 um deliveries so you have to protect yourself. Now, I created the shelter. So you are going to see it in your world when I created mm. it. And I oh, put you, it you at the You got that. Place. You got that necklace. Yeah, no. But you hear me? Yeah. The mechanics are I'm sharing what I build with you and you share what you build with me. So as you walk, you'll end up seeing a ladder that I put there and you can use it. And then mm. the same thing goes for when you put something in the world. Someone else can use it for their convenience. I have a bridge that got like half a million people liked it. You can like items. If you see a, a, a ladder right where you need to go, you like it, and a, it'll it'll be in your world basically permanently. And more stuff from that person will be in your world. So you're basically 
exploring, sharing a world with other players that are playing a single player game to the point where if you press the, the touch button on this game, the character would say, hey, hello, hello, anybody there? Yeah. And when it says that, another player can hear it in their game and they can press the button and talk back to you. So all of this universe is shared in every way, even though it's a single player game. And everything that you're building from buildings, from shelters, uh, roads, you can build roads. All of this stuff is ours to grow together and to build together. And if you like it, you end up um, being able to see more of that person's stuff. So it's always important to stop and like whatever item that you'll find from people. So this trailer right here, for example, was one of the first trailers they put out. No violence because they wanted to showcase what it was. And we'll talk about the baby more when you start playing it. I want to be there um, and kind of just have a talk with you about some of the mechanics and systems. This, this baby right here, spoiler alert, I'm going to give up the first two hours of the game for a second. This baby right here, you're in a supernatural, devastated world that got destroyed. People can't go out because they're scared of these creatures. They're scared of the environment killing them. The rain is acidy. It'll destroy you. It'll burn your skin to death. So nobody goes out. So this man's a delivery guy. He's brave enough to be a hero, to go out and help. Put another trailer on if you can, or the same one. Um, so basically, for those that are not watching, um, it's, a, it's a very devastated world. Nobody dares to go out. The delivery people are the main heroes of society, being able to provide things, just like the pandemic happened. But this is where the world crushed and destroyed. And what happens in this game um, the supernatural things, there's a way to tap into them. And this is why he's holding a baby. And I won't explain what the baby does or anything, but it has some type of connection to the other world. So he can fight the creatures and the things that are in the other world because he's attached and connected umbilical cord to, to that baby that's on his body. Uh, can you go to the, the trailer? So yeah. you see that thing on his actual um body and you see the baby you're like what the hell is this it sounds stupid but it's a part of the connection to the other world and there's a storyline for the baby there's a storyline for you there's so many storylines within the game and the game story is incredible first of all but the experience on gameplay is what i wanted to talk about claudie's not listening uh playing the putting the clips but it's fine um basically you're going through the open world to basically find a uh, a way to connect the world together. So as you go around, like I said, if you see a bridge, you see a shelter, all of this is done by another player or yourself. And we share it together. And it's really, really harsh environments to get through. And that's one of the most amazing parts. Um, uh, we're watching a clip of, for example, him placing a ladder. That ladder would be there for me. And if I use it and it's useful, I can press the like button by touching the touchpad. And all of a sudden, now I can always use whatever he put down. For example, he's putting an anchor to the floor so he can get through to the bottom of a cliff. That can be used for me when I need to get to the bottom of a cliff. All of these things are shared in each other's world. And we're trying to connect the world together in a way to help. And the environments are so difficult to get through. They're actually puzzles. 
on which way to go. You want to go straight forward, that's going to be more difficult. If you go all the way around, it might be longer, but you might end up fighting creatures or other players, a camp of enemy, human enemies or creatures. And there's so many different layers to the gameplay on that aspect. It makes it really fun, exciting, and different than you've ever experienced before. And then we're watching a segment here where the actual scavengers just scan, use a scanning device to see if they can find some cargo. And they did see some cargo, but they don't know where it is. And the main character is sneaking around trying to get past them. He gets caught, and now he has to escape and find his way out. And there is action in this game. There's plenty of, like, situations that you're going to be caught in. Again, it's a horror game. Most horror games are not, like, just full action-packed. But you can have a lot of experience like that in this game if you play. And what the dangerous part is he's holding a backpack where the stuff he's delivering is important to, to, to deliver. And he's fighting other players. They can destroy his package. And if he gets killed or taken down, they'll steal all his stuff, even his shoes. And he'll be basically with nothing. And they can't kill you. And there's a reason dying is, a, is an issue. We'll talk about that another day when you play the game. But this is why Death Stranding is so incredible. There's so many layers that I can't even get into it. And apologies for going along here. But it's one of my favorite games of all time. And I never experienced anything like it. I don't think I'll ever will. Um, it's crazy. And the, this trailer ends with you connecting to the baby. Like I said, it helps you connect to other worlds. The baby creates a device that you have to detect the enemies. As you can see in the ending of the trailer, the baby helps detect a bunch of creatures. And this is the horror part of the game. Now, it can help you sneak past them or you can try to take them out. But they can call in a bigger creature who can suck you into a whole other universe. And you have to hold your breath as you go past them. If not, they can hear that you're alive and they'll chase you down and take you out. And it becomes very intense, crazy moments where things really get dangerous. And that's what makes Death Stranding so incredible. Um, there's more to the story than what I'm saying, but I'm trying to give you the smaller picture here. I'm very passionate about it because I think it was one of the most well-designed Rito games of ever. And, you know, I actually want to replay the whole thing at some point uh, soon. I'm sure there's going to be a part two probably coming up in a couple years. We'll see. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so that's the breakdown. And again, visually, cinematically, Kojima's the king, you know, and there's plenty of uh, things to look forward to and understand in the game. But yeah, we'll get into it in the future, man. I just wanted to point all that out, Claudia, and for the viewers. Yeah, not bad. Like I said, I've saw the, this, you know, this trailer seems pretty well. Like I said, I've seen a good amount of trailers in the past and stuff. So I'll go ahead and I'll, um, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it, like I said, a fair shake to see what, how I stand with it, right? So You didn't give it a fair shake already. What do you mean? You already disrespected it. No, Bruh. no, that I did, but I did. I'll get. I gotta play it, so I'll. I'll go ahead. I'll play it. I'll give it a fair shake, and then we uh, we can talk Bobby, about. You're it. an asshole. You're a prick, but I'm gonna give you a fair shake. That's what basically what we just. just <laughs> so for what I've seen, like I said, you, like you see trailers, you see games, and you, and you and I I can dive into like gameplays and stuff that that I see out there, so I get a good sense of what I'm getting right doing research but my thing is is that it didn't intrigue me in that way so it didn't captivate me in that way so then i'm like uh eh. so yeah i said some harsh things but we'll see i'll give it by i give it off uh uh i'll go and i'll i'll play it 
I'll give it a good amount live of time and see live here on Cloudy Chip TV over at twitch.tv. And um, and I'll go and I'll give it a shot. And I'll make and I'll and I'll announce when I'm gonna do that so I can give it a good good window, five hour window, four hour window, whatever it is. If you give it a five hour window, you're gonna experience you're like, okay, now I'm in. Because it's yep. gonna really tell you the full story and you're gonna be able to yeah. feel all the different elements, no tutorials left, and just play. Yeah, so I'll do I'll do that, and then uh, and I then I can and then I can be like, oh, all right, I see what they're trying to do. I like I like what I see, but I but we'll we'll take we'll 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 experience all that together uh, when I announce it over at my over at Twitter. So stay tuned for that because I I am gonna give it a give it my take, but I, I think that's it. I think we covered mostly everything for for today. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good show, man. Good show. We did. We wanted to do something a little different. I, um, I feel like this last. Um, I, I feel like we wanted to have today just kind of stay low key, kind of kick back. Um, and we didn't do our agree to disagree segment, but we decided just to have a conversation and just talk and, and kind of keep it casual in that sense. But. You know, stay tuned because we are going to be doing some things for the agree to disagree segments of the show. But you know, today we just relaxed and we still we try to say we said we were going to keep it short. We still went over two hours, um, but um, but I felt like it was uh, it was good combos and you know good takes, good combos. Yep. One last thing though. One last thing. This is a segment we got to add into the end of the show. One last thing. You got any one last thing before I say my one last thing? No, I got one last thing right now. Not right now. Okay. You just want to end it. Thanks. No, for me, I would say this. Uh, I'm strongly opinionated, and it could always seem like someone thinks that they're right on these conversations. For example, Death Stranding might not be for everybody. They don't like horror. They don't like good cinematics. They don't like, you know, having to plot out your actual route to get to the next destination during an environment like rain and acid or high mountains or craziness, it's okay if you're not into it. You know, you're like, hey, I'd rather play Pokemon. And go for it. Pokemon's a great game. There's uh, other great games out there that people like. Nothing wrong with all of that, in my opinion. So, um, you know, the agree to disagree is specifically that. It's like, hey, it's okay. I'm going to still be strong-minded. I shouldn't have to walk on eggshells because somebody might be offended that I think strongly about what I feel about. Exactly. Like apples, like apples go to hell. That's how I feel. Exactly. I felt like, I felt like, like Mag was trying to, Mag was trying to throw, sh- throw shots. He was trying to keep me in a bubble. Like I can't believe you said that. I'm like, yo, no, bro. First of all, I can't believe you said that. It's still and it's crazy. like, it's like, yo, bro. That. I I give you my opinion. I could be wrong. Or maybe I'm just how can you say ignorant that to it. But you never played. You watched the trailer. So maybe trailer. I just maybe I just no. I watched a good amount of stuff. Bro, it. today but, was the first day you watched those two trailers because I could tell you didn't even know all the action and the other stuff that you saw at the end there. That you're like, oh, what is all this? I seen it in your face. So I where, saw you looking at where, it. You <laughs> saw how you saw me looking at it, bro. I could see you magic. I got. <laughs> oh man but anyways so that's my, like i said we got we got a lot of great things to talk about that last trailer i've never seen i've never seen the last trailer before i've seen gameplay exactly. people play the game but i didn't see that last trailer exactly so, so 
um, that last trailer has impact of like some actual stuff that you're gonna be going yeah, through. Yeah. So the, the so then I was like in the, in the stuff aspect to it too. So I'm like, you know, maybe I'll give it a shot, and then I can sit here and give my take on it. But yeah, but I wasn't ripping you about your liking or not liking something. I don't care if you like it. You get me? I just care that you're just making an opinion off of a trailer, and it's like. You get a girlfriend. You're married, so I can't put that on you. But let's just imagine you're, you know, you're a teenager. You bring this girl over. I'm, oh, she's a smut. She's this. She's that. And I already judge her because she got a little dress on or something that's a little bit, you know, revealing. And I judge her off of that. But maybe she's a God fearing girl who's gonna treat you like a king, who's going to be loyal to you, who's gonna do right by you. Like your wife has been a a, a great woman. And, you know, she's amazing. So now if I judge her when you first met her, I'm like, you know what? She, she, I, you know, I never got to meet her when, when you first got with her. But the point was, if I didn't, I'm making a judgment. I could have been a bad friend and been like, you shouldn't be with her. She's wearing a miniskirt and she looked like she'd be out there. Oh, <laughs> you know, I could have deterred you from a lifetime of over 10, 15 years, whatever it's been that you've been with your wife. And, and not saying that I could have. Because that's your choice. But as a friend, it's not my job to do that. You get me? Like, so I think it's unfair to do that for a video game that you haven't played or you even even took the time to really look at it, is what I was trying to state. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I understand. Like I said, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna sit here and be uh, open-minded. I like being open-minded, and I'm okay with perspective. You have yours. I got mine, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna you go. Don't have one uh, but I'm gonna give, but I'm, but I'm gonna go ahead like, and give. Uh, I'm gonna give my fair shot. Like, I'm gonna, I'm yeah. gonna give. I'm gonna play it, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna see how I feel. Like I, said, I don't even want to hear your perspective. Actually, I want you to play it for you. Don't even tell me about it. We're not gonna ever talk about it because because it's not a point. I don't want you to play it to make a point to me. I want you to play it and be like, okay, this now I can talk about an experience instead of being like imaginary watching one trailer and saying that you. Think it's the worst. It's terrible. It sucks. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. It's like that. I, I think. I think a game that did that for me. That was, and I'm glad I didn't skip out on it. Was Elden Ring. Um, Elden Ring. I saw it. I remember you asking me, "Yo, you getting that?" And I was like, "I really don't know if I'm gonna get it." Is I don't know if I if I'm feeling it like that. And I looked at it, and then I went and I bought it. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. Let's play it. And then it was like the greatest thing. It was like the greatest experience I had. You're in love with that game. Uh, when have you ever played it in so, four months? I know. I haven't played it in a while. But I'm saying, it. but my first initial thoughts weren't the greatest. So, I, I, you know, I thought it was great. I thought it was okay. But I didn't think it was like, oh, I have to try this. But now that I've actually got a chance to play it, my whole perspective on it changed. So, yeah. and, you know, and I, this game could probably do that for me too. So, like I said, I, 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 I'll do my thing. I'll try it out live. Try it out. But That's all I'm saying. My thing is, is, and that goes for everybody, myself included. Back in the day, I used to do what Cloudy did there. Not really know about a game. Oh, that game sucks. And just see like one trailer. That's stupid. I hate that game. That's all stupid. And then it's like, bro, no, I don't have an opinion because I never actually experienced it yet. Or at least really researched it deeply. When you tell me turn-based shooter, Cloudy, for example, me and Cloudy were excited for Midnight Suns, and then we seen it's a turn-based game, and now he's completely turned off. I am not because I actually enjoyed XCOM, the same company who made this. XCOM is an amazing – XCOM Part 2, actually, not Part 1. But Part 2, I played Part 2. 
I said, damn, I never played turn bases, but this is intense. This is crazy. You got to really be smart. Every move you make is going to count later. You got to be strategic. And it was difficult for me, but I liked it. And now I'm willing to try Midnight because of it. But for Cloudy, he doesn't want to, which I can understand. It's like, hey, I don't want to. And I, there's plenty of games I won't do that for. So I get that. That's my last point of see how we're talking about this. It's okay not to like something, but you also got to have, you know, if you don't bite into the burger and you're going to tell me the burger's bad, like try the burger. Let's talk about it after. But don't tell me about how you feel after, Cloudy. I want you to play through it and then never tell me ever and never have a discussion about it. I'm not gonna play it. I have you're gonna see me anyways, but yeah. I'm gonna be watching you. I'm gonna be there. But what I'm saying is after you finish, then don't say nothing else. I don't even want to talk about it because I don't want it to be specific this game specifically, because I always tell you to play a game, but this game we had a little riff about it. We're going back and forth. So then it's gonna be more like, oh, I'm gonna prove to him I still don't like it. I can pay five hours. This game sucks, bro. And it's like one of those type of things, and it's like, nah. I'm honest about me. I'm honest about my feelings on something. You already have a preconceived so, notion. It's the I'm problem. Honest, but I'm honest about that. Can I can be proven wrong? I go into things open minded. But anyways, anyways, we gonna see. We gonna see. We agree to disagree. Oh, I guess we did do one, but uh, <laughs> but that was a big uh, one. yeah. But hopefully, you guys enjoyed. Any last words, Meg? That's it. Thank you guys oh, for yeah, watching. Yeah. It's been fun. Make sure you go and check out the TikTok, the YouTube, uh, Cloudy Chip TV on all the platforms. We have this on iTunes, Spotify, and all of the, like, literally everywhere you can go. But the best thing to do is to try to get to his Twitter. If not, I'm pretty active. You can always hit me up, MadGamerINC. But where he's at is Cloudy Chip TV. You can literally see everything. Cloudy as in the cloud E. Chip as in chipmunk and TV as in television. So check it out and get involved. And uh, hope y'all enjoyed it, man. It was pretty, pretty different. We did a lot of little no, sound, sound. All right. Yeah, That's my last word, man. Yeah, man. Well, thanks for, for joining me on this, bro. Like I said, it's a journey and we're actually, I'm having fun with it. It's a little intense sometimes because there's a lot going on, but I, you know, I love what we're doing here and I, and I would love, you know, I, you guys to get up to be a part of it too, man. And catch us live here over at twitch.tv forward slash cloudy chip TV. Um, every Saturday, we try to keep it on Saturdays. It could change, you know, follow, follow me on Twitter at cloudy chip TV over at Twitter. Where, where I do typically post it. Um, if things do change, I will go ahead and announce it there saying we can't make it to Saturday, but we'll push it off to Sunday or something like that. Um, but for the most part, every Saturday, one o'clock, PM standard Eastern Eastern Standard Time um, is where you can catch me myself and um, Cloudy Chip and Mag Gamer um, here discussing going head to head on some big topics surrounding gaming. I'm talking about the latest things gaming when it comes to the news that are circulating the airways, and then some topics whether it's us talking about PlayStation or us talking about right now Death Stranding and our takes and our opinions on how we feel, and then we get into some things about. Um, what we're doing personally with our lives and some of the games that we're kind of enjoying and experiencing at the moment and what our takes are, right? Gave you guys a little bit of insight of minds, um, you know, Ratchet and Clank. Next one is going to be The Last of Us Part 2. Um, I'm going to be trying to defeat that, play that completely through and the hardest difficulty available at the time. So um, catch me over at Cloud TV at Twitch right here, Bro, right on this channel. Bro, you're not going to play Death Stranding if you're playing that. 
No, I'll give Death Stranding a day, a five hour, like a good five hour window and we can go through it. But I want to get through the, the Last of Us Part 2 on the hardest because when Part 1 comes out in September, I'm going to be playing that day one and we're going to be re-defeating, replaying that. And I want to see, I already have beat it in the past, but I want to see what changes they made and how good it feels and wh- how amazing that game is going to be. So it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing, man. And I'm... I want to go ahead and play that one more time. It gives me a reason. I'm I'm actually giving myself a reason to want to go back and play that game. I'm giving myself the reason. So I'm going to play part two, and then we're going to go back, and we're going to go back in time and re, you know, where it all began. Yeah, that's the best way, that. though, because just so everybody knows, the mechanics of part two is pretty much going to be what part one is happening. The remake is them trying to take all the good stuff they learned mechanically, gameplay, AI-wise, and then throw it into the original yeah. because they remade everything, the animations, all that stuff. So they decided to steal the ideas from Uncharted 4, steal some ideas from uh, Last of Us 2, and put it into the remake for part one. So it's, it is going to be cool. I'm excited for you on that one. I'm a little worried for you on playing part two on the on Grounded. It's, it's, if that's, the, hard, like, if that's the hardest difficulty available right now, then yeah, we're going in. So we're it's gonna I'm at like seventy percent of the way through, and I I took a break. I went in. I played on and off for a couple hours a day if I get a chance. Yeah, and man. it's it's you gotta really plot out your plan on each area, yeah. and you're like, it's just like a trial and errors for me. Yeah, just yeah. like I can't make it this way. Let me go the other way, or let me use this uh, no bullet so I could save them for a boss fight. It's yeah, pretty intense. I most it. of it. I'm gonna try to get through most of it without using ammo, but. That there's gonna be portions that I have no choice but to take out someone and to get through. So it's gonna be interesting, man. And like I said, is that I I want to see because I'm not the greatest stealth player, but I'm definitely gonna be challenged for sure. But I, I'm willing to take that on. I'm taking it on, bro. So catch me, catch the frustration. I should put a counter how many times I die, but I should do something <laughs> like that. <laughs> 300 times this guy died 300 times and he's only halfway more than that yeah. more than that no no that, that's not hope that's, dude I'm not that dumb we're gonna figure it out dumbest bro I'm gonna see if they let me see how many times I died already Man, I got like 550 you. times but that's because you're trying to rush through it run through certain parts I've seen your gameplay yeah, I've been but, running uh, through. You're running through. Oh, but uh, right you're not you're not uh, trying to... Uh, it's like you're trying to figure out a way to speed run the game, but it's like... A little bit. But, but so no, you're going to run into that. I've done a lot of stealth parts. No, no, I know that. But what I'm saying, run speed run through the game, is like, oh, I, how can I get run through this area? And you try it 10, 10 times and then realize I can't do it. But... Um, no, I, I so, did it. No, I did it, but it's like you got lucky. Oh, hell no, bro. But, uh, yo, y'all but, can watch me live and see what happens. Go on YouTube. But yeah, so I, like I said, it's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. So catch me while I'm dying over there. I'm going to be, I'm going to be frustrated with my head down like this. Oh, I can't believe it. But it's, it's going to, but it's going to, yeah, it's going to be fun though. But that's why I'm saying I wanted to get into that now because it's probably going to take me a good couple. It's going to probably take me some time to get through it. So we're going to, but we're going to get through Just, it. A small little detail is like in a lot of video games, I always feel like the AI is not even human. Because if you crawl by next to somebody, they should be like, What the hell is that? Every human being, even old people, are like, Come on, guys. 
they'll look at something. What is that? And and for video games, they make them so stupid. Like every AI is just like, oh. <laughs> and with Death, with uh, I said Death Stranding, with uh, the Last of Us Part Two's mechanics on grounded, they'll see you any little move. What's that? Who's that? And they'll jump at you quick. And that's the best. That's the best, in my opinion. I think, you know, it doesn't tell me how many depths I have. I was trying to see my numbers. Um, but that's the most important part for me because it's like, okay, this is realistic. I can't just stealth cheese it because they will see me quick. Any little movement I'm making, they will end up seeing me. So makes it interesting. So, yeah. And then, like I said, the reason I wasn't stealthing is because you're going to, there's certain areas that it, you're going to save your bullets. You need to save it. And you got to just get through that area, small hallway area, to the next spot so you won't waste any ammo. Yeah. You know, you'll see. We'll see how you do it, but uh, we'll figure it out. It should be fun. It's going to be yeah. interesting. It should be a good time. But yeah, yeah that's, that's uh, up, Thank you guys so much. Yeah, I appreciate you guys for joining. Thank you guys. If you guys made it through all the way, you guys are the real ones. Um, but yeah, catch us on the next one next Saturday where we'll we'll go ahead and talk more gaming and come be a part of the conversation, man. Love you guys. Have a good night. Enjoy y'all weekend. Uh, peace, one love, and keep it rolling. Peace. <laughs>